You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. and welcome to ring post radio the only show that only morning show uh that has no none of that zoo crew nonsense unless we give myself a soundboard scotty and i have like a, a bunch of soundboards of like farts and doorbells and like oh you got to win a prize ding dong here comes the mailman and then we open up like the mailbag and also anyways i'm your host ryan nightstein with me as always is scotty edwards scotty how you doing oh i'm just doing dandy you know this this wrestling week is was everything i hoped it would be and also everything i didn't want so <laughs> really uh really gave us a dose of everything yeah it was, um, it was a light week right a very light week <laughs> uh, it wasn't a light week before thursday and then it wasn't a light week after thursday i um i'm gonna have a lot of thoughts obviously but uh hey at least wrestle kingdom happened this week yeah yeah, that was a good show. Pretty good show. Yeah, somehow the biggest news story, at least U.S. wise, uh, is no longer um, the worst kept secret. But now, instead, it's the other worst kept secret. Um, that, uh, <laughs> yeah. But hey, Jack Morris has a GHC heavyweight title match, so yeah, at talk, least we're winning somewhere, baby. Talk about actual news. Talk about actually. Yeah, that's, that's real news. That's real graps. That, that is that is what this podcast was made after. That right oh, yeah, there. UK wrestling is back. You did beat Kaito after all. UK wrestling is back, baby. Jack Morris challenging for the GAC heavyweight title. A guy he's beaten on his day one match. <laughs> Outside chance of winning over here. This guy's got it in the I, bag. If that man wins, then I'm, I'm just going to feel like... If, if we win for the good guys, <laughs> you you and I talked. I don't remember if it was on air or off air that we talked about the idea of like interviewing Jack Morris again, like you know, on like a one year anniversary gimmick of like you know interviewing him again now that he's been in Noah for however long. If he wins this title, we're one hundred percent going to try to interview him again and be like, "Hey oh, man, yeah. the last time we talked to you, you it was the topic was, well, who is Jack Morris, and let's let's talk about that." And now it's like, well, now you're cheating to see heavyweight champion, my guy. How yeah. it's been a That's quite a year. Jack Morris's baby. Yeah, uh, coming to a company but, uh, and then what? Six months later, winning the title. That'd be insane. That'd be um, and showing massive improvement along the way. But uh, oh, so yeah. credit to him. We haven't got to talk to him or talk about him much because he hasn't been any signature matches. But uh, you, you you notice very easily. But you know, as much as I love to talk about Jack Morris and knock around oh, the bush, yeah. we have to just. We have to take this shitty story head on, so let's just do it. Well, I got some news bits. Uh, if you want to oh, warm up bits. into it, news bits. I, I think I think bits is a lie. News, news, okay. news bites, news bits. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about wrestling sandwiches. We're going to talk about Impact Hard to Kill. We're going to talk about the one, the only board, board ahead of the board. Uh, well, I got some news bits. Uh, maybe some sad news bits for Scotty. Um, uh, in a post. Hiroshi Tanahashi wrote in Japanese, so this is Google Translate, but he wrote that New Japan Strong, which has been going on for over two years, will come to an end with this upcoming recording. 
It seems that overseas tournaments will be announced in different form in the future. Members of New Japan World, Pro Wrestling World, and strong viewers, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then President Obari of New Japan also tweeted sort of confirming this, saying that, uh, as my tweet is being loaded, saying that New Japan Strong is being rebuilt to adapt external and internal environments. We started it when the strict lockdown was forced, so we focus obviously on continuity. Fortunately, fan fans and we are about to overcome the pandemic. We should now focus over quality rather than quantity. So it looks like New Japan Strong is coming to an end. Whether or not it's fully over is one thing. There are some maybe rumors that maybe will pop up on this uh, Honor Club uh, idea. Maybe that's that's the idea there, or maybe TV, who the heck knows. Um, but it uh, looks like New Japan Strong is coming to an end, Scotty. Bring on, baby. Um, this is weird. I, it, I think it's weird that this is kind of the direction they're going, because... I understand not wanting to like continuously run shows here in the U.S. I guess without top talent, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't see how it makes sense putting it together with Ring of Honor if that's presumably what they do. Mm-hmm. So uh, it'll be interesting, but I mean, Ring of Honor might get a little bit more interesting than it was on the surface because I think. Strong definitely had a lot of good talents on there. You know, the idea that maybe you get a little filthy Tom Lawler and Team Filthy and you get uh, uh, Fred Rosser. Yeah, you got, you got a couple good guys on there. And then, of course, the idea that New Japan guys can drop in from time to time. So I can't wait for Jay, uh, Jay White to become Ring of Honor World Champion uh, since that's where he'll be wrestling for the foreseeable future, I'm sure. Uh, but it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. I um, I mean, I didn't watch Strong every single week because some weeks just don't have anything. Yeah. But I thought it was a good little show. Uh, but if it production wise, if it's not worth it for them, I could see why they're doing that. I think they would be advised to try more bigger U.S. shows than anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. Try those bigger, more important cards like Battle in the Valley, Capital Collision. You know, all these shows that they've already announced. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if that's what they do. They'll do more of those rather than just random strong tapings that don't have uh, enough to get people in the building. Oh, yeah. I mean, like these big shows like Battle of the Valley. I mean, Battle of the Valley is like was like almost sold out now with the uh, Mercedes Monet announcement. Now they've practically uh, almost man, sold but, out the tickets. But, but Ryan, she's not a draw. She's washed. She doesn't know how to wrestle. <laughs> uh, she's terrible. She's bad. Not a star. Yeah, not a star. I thought it was all a waste. You know, Booker T said it didn't work because she couldn't speak Japanese. None of it worked. It all failed. Everything everything about it failed. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You're telling me that NXT color commentator Booker T I has an opinion about this? No one knows what works and what doesn't work. Like the, the uh, commentator of NXT, current NXT, Booker T. Uh, but in all seriousness, it is good to see uh, that show having so much success with that being the only match announced as well. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting to see where we go. Um, but I'm excited. I think I think I like where they're going because, again, with Strong, I it gave people opportunities. But at the same time, if you could put together a better Ring of Honor ecosystem and it involves some of these guys and i'm in it because there wasn't that many strong wrestlers 
And when I say strong wrestling, I mean like specifically strong. It's like Ross or yeah, yeah. No, it, it's interesting. I wonder if you know what what it will be re- retooled as, if anything. Like like maybe they'll just take parts of it, takes take AEW and New Japan, and mash them in together, and then that's Ring of Honor. You know, like you sick. know, do that. That'd be a good way to make Ring of Honor different. It would. It would. You know, that way you're you have take the best of you know yeah. New Japan strong and slap them in there. You know, Fred Ross. It make and... me more inclined to watch Ring of Honor. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a there was a lot of good people. Establish something very different. There was a lot of good people. They discovered a you know decent chunk of yeah. people. I would say that. I mean, they all all those like LA Young Lions were able to get way better and flip. Ren Narita was getting better, and also there was a lot of great matches on there. Uh, they discovered yeah. they discovered some people, signed some people, uh, lost some people because of various reasons. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they it was a good show them. though. But it was otherwise, a good yeah, show, uh, it it got the job done. But I do, I do understand why they would go for more of the quality rather than the quantity, and I agree with that. And I think that on the New Japan side is kind of what we talked about with the special events more so being their main U.S. shows, um, which I think will work out really well and if ring of honor becomes ring of honor strong um and has a little bit of influence for both aew and new japan then so be it that should be uh that's more interesting to me than just a show that has like one or two top aew talent and the rest is aew dark Oh yeah, and we should be said. I mean, they have an upcoming recording, but like they still have like a backlog of matches to yeah. upload. So you know they're not going away tomorrow. They're they're gonna be right. probably around for like the next three months or something, <laughs> something crazy like that. And they only upload like two uh, or three matches. Jack Morris liked my tweet where I said, "Go get him, Jack." So he's yeah, my, gonna get my him. guy. He's gonna get it. That's what he's gonna do. We've we've inspired him now. Um, well, I got let's other. Just st- let's just start right in the end there now. <laughs> Uh, I got other bad news for you, Scotty, and I know this is going to greatly upset you, uh, but the National Wrestling Alliance also announced this week that their all access, NWA all-access fight deal is no longer uh, existing. <laughs> uh, NWA Power, NWA USA, and all the stuff, they're going straight to YouTube, first upload off to YouTube every single week. Uh, they're back there. Uh, the pay-per-views and well, everything will still be on Fight, but NWA All Access is no longer on Fight. So you can watch Power right now on YouTube moving forward. And I know that's upsetting, and I know that I'm sure NWA is upset by this. I'm really surprised that they weren't able to get that um, uh, that GCW uh, f- Fight Code link um, to join whatever that <laughs> indie wrestling boom was on Fight. Um, that sharing code or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks like uh, NWA is going back to YouTube. So Scotty, uh, I know you're upset about this, but uh, tell us, talk to talk to the people at home. How do you feeling about this? What took so long, huh? Like, what, how could why did this take so long? NWA stinks. It's a bad brand. It has Tyrus as its champion. What else do you need to hear from me? This company stinks. They they. Unfortunately for some wrestlers there, like I understand that's the only work you find, but Billy Corgan sucks. He doesn't know what he's doing. Again, he made Tyrus champion. One more must I say. This place stinks. We're not going to talk about them anymore this year. They don't deserve our time. They don't. Yeah, next week we were going to we were going we to have a conversation about like promotions we cover, promotions we don't cover, we're dropping and whatnot. 
and you know, I hate to say it, but I, I have a feeling that NWA is probably going to make the cut list. They barely made it. They barely were on it anyways, but I feel like we need to make it official. <laughs> we, need, we need to put them out to pasture. Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I think to really sum up that point, Scotty, enough said, uh, which is uh, coming to NWA fight uh, this month or whatever. Uh, anyways, NWA. God, I, I mean, do you think that like, ob- obviously the point of like them being on fight. Who was, goes like, to these shows? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where these shows are. They used to be in Atlanta, yeah, but I don't think they are anymore. Um, They're in a shack. Do you think that this move will make them more popular because now more people have the ability to watch it because they don't have to pay for it? I mean, uh, I think it probably gives them a better shot. Honestly, yeah. that's how they got popular the first time. Yeah, yeah. but it's I, my my point. To, it's like I think m- more people could watch it. But then you're also talking about like the current product of NWA versus the product yeah. that pre-pandemic product of NWA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even know who they have anymore. I think all this is gone. So <laughs> they got uh, Odinson. Got, no, you don't have to go through them. Got you don't Odin, to go they got through. they got Odinson. They got a bunch of they got a bunch of no names, and then a one or two like young talents that have climbed their way through and made a name like colby carino i know he was on there and who is now by the way now a free agent now a free agent rumored to be going to wwe <laughs> so like see got see that's the good thing about companies like this is that it gives people a chance to be on tv and get tv time and then hopefully get signed yeah but I don't like NWA. I don't like the man that runs NWA. I don't like the champion of NWA. So thus, I cheer against NWA. That that minor level, like above N- Indies, but like below like Impact Ring of Honor, like that. that... So GCW. No, I, uh, GCW. I guess is actually kind of it's maybe a little build. Like, because they're they're probably built yeah. up the most, but it's like there's like Indies, I'm... then like minor, then major Indies, yeah. then minor promotions, then major promotions. Yeah, it, NWA, MLW, GCW—that tier mm. is, is is rough. That's if a it rough matters, zone. GCW, uh, not GCW. Uh, NWA is easily my least favorite of the bunch. <laughs> it's not close because <laughs> the other two at least like try with certain things. NWA, I swear to God, does not try. They just like, yeah. How can we get worse? Right here, right now. How do we get worse? Let's have a Gags the Gimp character. That's what we need. A Gimp character in 2023? Right. <laughs> 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 Let's move on. Oh. <laughs> Let's move on. Oh, man. It, it, you know, it was a pretty big week in the world of WWE. The, the power hierarchy of the WWE universe has shifted once again. Uh, because I'll just go through news story by news story to just sort of get our vibes of how this is happening. So I believe this was on Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Vince McMahon from the no, De- it was on Thursday. It was thir- on Thursday. Uh, yeah, uh, it's the fifth. Uh, what's today? Yeah, it's Thursday. Because I, I think he went. Yeah, because Friday it was made official. The SmackDown was on. You're right. Uh, so it yeah. was. Oh yeah, because also Friday was January 6th, and the irony of that. 
weirdly not lost with me. Um, on Thursday, uh, from the desk of Vince McMahon, a press release was put out about his plot to return to WWE and him, and to elect himself and and the former co-presidents of George Barrios and Michelle Wilson back to the board of directors. Uh, it was it, this was from a Wall Street Journal that reported on his press release. Uh, he also Vince McMahon said that he uh, had plans to return and in order to pursue a sale of the company. Uh, at this time, I thought it was just, you know, a card he was playing. But, you know, he then goes on saying in his press release that he has notified WWE uh, and that he will not, as majority owner, quote, support or approve any media rights deal or sale if he was not named executive chairman to lead a review process. Because he believes um. that the only way for WWE to fully capitalize on the opportunity is for him to return as executive chairman and support the management team in the negotiations for a media right and to combine that with a review of strategic alternatives. Um, but yeah, he also said he was bringing back George Barris and Michelle Wilson. Uh, this all happens on Thursday. Wrestling World is like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Holy shit, this man has just put out his plan about what he's going to do. Um, the, the board is obviously not happy about that. You know, the board unanimously decided for him to not come be in this company. But because he has the majority of the voting power, Vince McMahon, he pretty much just did his job. Because we woke up to news Friday morning that Vince McMahon is back to the WWE Board of Directors. Uh, and, and a SEC filing confirmed that uh, Vince McMahon and George Barrows and Michelle Wilson were back in the in the chairs of the Board of Directors. Um uh, basically, the where was it specifically? Uh, basically, because he has the majority, the bylines or whatever. Basically, he has majority shareholders. He has most of the voting power. He basically just like f- f- immediately snapped his fingers, and uh, Dylan Speed and Wexler uh, all got removed from the board. McMahon, Barrios, and Wilson all immediately added to the board. In addition to that, uh, there was also two other board members. Lahoud, Lahoud, and Singh also resigned from the board. So in one immediate fell swoop, uh, (laughs) the board lost five people and gained three, one of whom was Vince McMahon. Uh, There was then, of course, an all-hands WWE employee meeting where they were told that uh, Vince McMahon's return won't change day-to-day operations. Uh, There was a (laughs) press release by Stephanie McMahon through (laughs) WWE saying that uh, fat shits. Yeah, so it was her press release was very factual. It wasn't really celebratory of Vince coming back. Um, there's rumors. There's rumors, not rumors, but there are reports saying that there is apparently other things that the public don't know about Vince's scandal stuff that the board knows. That huh. you know, maybe that will come out. But is it a good idea to come out? I don't know. I hope they do. Fuck him. So before we get to the final bit of information about the story, let's just talk about Vince McMahon. He in one to anymore <laughs> in one fell swoop. This guy said months ago, or a month, literally a month ago, I got bad advice. I want to come back into this company, and we're like, all right, let's see what he does. A month later, he's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do. Day later, I did it. <laughs> I'm, back in, uh, I'm back on the board, baby. <laughs> uh, 
thoughts on Vince Kennedy McMahon? I hate him. <laughs> I I I truly strongly dislike this man and everything about him. He is one of the biggest egomaniacs this world has ever seen. He is the reason his company is in an, a over $10 billion company. He is the reason this company, he is the reason AEW exists. He is the reason that wrestling wasn't as great for a lot of years there here in the u.s he is the reason that his company's ratings declined to the point where they're almost unwatchable at points listen i know like technically triple h's reign has lower ratings but guess what that's how tv works now um what Vince McMahon managed to do was absolutely sink them from one point to another to make sure that they were able to get lower and lower and lower. Uh, Vince McMahon does not know how to book anymore. Vince McMahon, uh, many of his decisions he walked into, you can't tell me, you can't sit here and tell me he sat there and said, you know what? The Undertaker's going to be the greatest gimmick of all time. Yeah, he didn't say that. Uh, don't get me wrong. Vince McMahon had his many moments in the as ruler of WWE. He created many great wrestling moments that I'm sure many of us will remember and cherish. But he's done so much more bad than good to the world. Not just wrestling, but to the world. He is a low-life piece of garbage who does not deserve to be in any sort of power. But because he has the power to do so, here we are. He is he is able to maneuver his way into a spot of power. He is probably going to shift this all by, I give it to WrestleMania at the latest, but it'll be a lot sooner, I'm sure. Um, and I am just disgusted. It was expected, though, right? Like, when we all saw it come up, we were like, oh, so he's, all right, so he's going to do it. And the only shame is is that he has the power to do this. There's nothing they can do. No, he has, what, 80% or something like that of the voting power in this company? Yeah, it's 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 a joke. That's what it is, right? It, it's it's that's wild. the problem with what like that's why i think so many people or the problem with a lot of what happens here right the same week that dana white slaps his wife and the usc doesn't get canceled and the power, power slap, slap only gets it didn't get canceled. It only got moved back a week. It's going to be really? on. I didn't, I didn't hear that yeah. part of the story. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. So that's my point. The Ugh. same week that Dana White does that and his show is fine is the same week that Vince McMahon walks into power. You got you guys see the picture. You see the problem here. There's nothing. The crimes and disrespect and whatever all these men do, it it just doesn't. 
it it doesn't matter i guess to people because they just have the power to do whatever they want and it's sickening yeah it, it, the sadness about like <clears throat> like I wouldn't, it's not necessarily capitalism or anything like that, but it's just like, it's that thing of like, at a certain point when you amass that much money, that much power, that like, even like canceling, not even, we're not even canceling a guy. Someone slapped their wife. Oh, Vince McMahon's long been canceled. Yeah, but like, it's not, but I'm like, I'm saying like, oh, we didn't cancel him. It's like the guy literally has so many accusations of sexual assault, rape, uh, uh, you know, sexual manipulation, being uh, the worst human being ever, paying off so people, paying off people with his own personal money. But you know, because of how everything's tied money. into it, co- somewhat company money um, that he didn't write off properly. Um, this guy just is has so many bad things. He's such a bad human being. But because he has all this power, because he has all this money and all this stuff, that he knows that like he's essentially untouchable. That like yep. just staying silent. For a couple months, can just will just come back in WWE, and you know for a fact that if he shows up on SmackDown, you know for a fact if he shows up on Monday Night Raw, people are gonna cheer him. People are gonna cheer. You know, no chance. Da, 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 da. No chance in hell. You know, th- th- what the fuck? Sounds like you've been practicing. I have, of course. <laughs> big, big fan. Big fan. I, I love the character. I love the character. Oh, Don't course. get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, but the character is somehow less scummy than the. <laughs> And the character Mr. McMahon really is somehow less scummy than Vincent McMahon, the real yeah. human being. Yeah, he's so he's officially back. I mean, there there are beliefs that the guy. I mean, I guess the question is why is he coming back? I was trying to think about that a lot. Of you know, obviously, I, I think there's like the power. Why element. is he coming back? Yes, because his head's bigger than the fucking world itself. Yeah. Well, that's well. No, that was my question. Is that's that's going to really get us to the next part? Is that was my question of his? Why is this guy coming back? Is he just super bored and he thinks he can do it all and you know egotistical and stuff? But then you get the news yeah. story. Of, it's the it's the game of if I can't have it, you can't have it either. Yes, he suddenly realized at some point that uh, he no longer had the actual control of the company. He somewhat he somehow realized that. Well, yeah, because here's the one thing, one thing for now mm-hmm. that they could somewhat be okay with, and it's that while he has the power to get back in, yeah, they the they're not going to make dramatic changes on every front right off the rip in mm-hmm. terms of the part that we see. Yeah, the day to day operations. They're not going to change that immediately. Immediately. They're going to change it. Uh, But right now, that's like the one thing they have. They have a little breathing room. Yes. Not a lot, but a little. We're in purgatory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, that could go out the window. And what what could change it all is JP Morgan report uh, that JP Morgan has been hired by the WWE. To help lead sales. That's talks. when it became real. <laughs> That's when it became real. I, I said I at the like, beginning of this that right. I thought that him this entire time talking about, oh, you know, uh, you know, I'm going to help lead a sale and media rights deals. I thought yeah. he was just bluffing. I thought this oh, was just yeah. him doing Me this. Too. And now they legit have hired a bank. It looks like WWE actually might eventually at some point this at the end of this year, a property might own WWE. 
Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That's wild. It, it It's a little bit of everything, right? It's like wild, but at the same time, we've been talking about it like a potential sale for a couple of years now. So it's like, it's always going to be wild if they got sold, I think, mm-hmm. just because it's like, this is WWE. and uh, But, you know, I really was looking forward to the Island of Relevancy ride at Disney World. So... <laughs> I'm kind of excited. Oh, uh, I knew they've been trying to figure out something else for Tom Sawyer <laughs> Island forever, and I think the <laughs> Island of Relevancy, which is just WWE themed, is a great um, idea. You know, with them getting sold, right? It's like you are going to play the game unless it's Saudi that buys them. Uh, that I feel like any company that buys them is going to want major say in who who does what and what goes where. Well, that's what's wild about it is because a, a long-standing conversation about WWE selling to another company was that there is this weird belief that you can only sell the company of Vince McMahon as a control because Vince McMahon is the guy that built up this company and knows yeah. what wrestling is and knows what he's doing, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Uh and now that he's back in power and selling a company, there's this idea that they might sell and keep Vince McMahon around. Yeah. But then it's the double-edged sword of like, well, you keep Vince McMahon around, but he is now, you know, known, known to a wider more. audience that he is a, a sexual uh, it'll, it'll bad person. Get I, don't know, I don't know what the word would be. Go ahead. It'll only get magnified if the company sold. Yeah. Like, you don't think more is going to leak out if there's a sale about to happen? Are you kidding me? There's, there's rumors that stuff will leak out now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, who who knows at this point? We're at a point where something could leak out about Vince McMahon at literally any minute, at any day. Yeah. Um. So that's why he did this now, truthfully, I'm sure. Is that he's like, all right, I just need to get back in. Um. I've been under the impression for a long time with these two things. I think I've said them on the show because we have discussed the potential sale before. Uh, one is that NBC is probably the front runner, NBC Comcast uh, Universal, um, because of their long, long, long term relationship that they've had. Right? They've been they've been connected for decades. Yeah, um, and with Peacock having the network. And and, be, and USA free. being part of it, and right, you know, there's Fox and stuff, but they can easily switch back. And to truthfully, if you're a WWE wrestling fan, that's probably who you want them to get sold to. <laughs> truthfully, nothing, will, like, nothing that, will really change drastically. No, if they go to, no, to they just Universal. might get a ride at Universal Studios. That's about it. Um, which you know, Island of Relevancy moved to Universal. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, and the second thing is, and I've always thought about this, and I do think it's an interesting thought, is that The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, somehow gets involved. Seven I've bucks. always thought that. I've um, always thought that, because when Vince needed to get rid of the XFL, who got involved? The Rock, baby. The Rock. This is the thing that The Rock does. He's gotten to a point, right, where he wants to have a hand in things that have meant a lot to him in life, mm-hmm. football with the XFL, WWE. That's very possible. I don't think he's going to obviously be the owner or anything because he doesn't have that much money, but him being kind of the face of whoever bought him wouldn't be shocking if Seven Bucks Productions kind of got their head in there, you know, gave, just had a percentage, right? Yeah. Um, I think that would be shocking, but... Either way, 
this is happening. Yeah. I do think the sale is happening. Once once the bank came in, once that was reported, it's like, yeah. all right, they're actually doing it. This. It became real, real. Uh, CNBC yeah. put out a great article of just putting through a bunch of names. You know, you got Comcast. Yeah. There's, there's a couple ideas we can talk about. Fox, obviously, with SmackDown currently be on Fox. I don't see that. I, I think with football and and all the other sports, I mean, they could, but I don't see Fox happening. Live entertainment, I will say, that is still a premium. Mm-hmm. That's why WWE still has. That's why WWE can still play ball. Yep. But Fox doesn't need it. <laughs> now, of course, Fox in 2019 sold a bunch of their assets to none other than Disney. So Disney isn't always talking bid. I would say in another uni- in a 20 2021 2022 universe I can see Disney being a viable a option. Pre Vince McMahon being Yeah. I I announced think, a scum rather than secret scum. I think now that I don't I think now that that is a more apparent to everybody uh I I cannot see Disney wanting to get in uh lack I was never mind. I was going to say get in bed with that that's not a good term. Um, in this instance, I, I I do not see Disney wanting to do that. Warner Brothers Discovery, I don't I don't see any re- I don't see any reason why Warner Brothers Discovery, a company that doesn't even have enough money to do shows now, trust me, I'm on one of them. Uh, uh, <laughs> does I do not see how they would even consider buying WWE. They have yeah. AEW, they have which has similar if not better ratings. And like a quarter of the cost. So I don't see any reason why they would do that. Uh, Netflix, Amazon, you know, any of these streamers, I think is a possibility. I think that's a solid possibility. There's some group holdings, Liberty Media. There's a conversation about the Saudi government is apparently interested in buying it, uh, which would be fucking wild. (laughs) The fucking Saudi Arabian government bought it. Just sign just sign me away. I, 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 I could not. I couldn't do it anymore. It's, it is insane. Yeah, you hear all the conversations about, oh, yeah, the day-to-day operations are not going to change. Well, the company is now, you know, <clears throat> working with a bank to possibly sell this company. Whoever buys it can just do whatever the hell they want, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, Eric Bischoff's coming back. <laughs> you know, yeah, Eric Bischoff can come back. They can do whatever the hell they want. Ted, That's Tur- the thing. Ted Turner could buy whoever it if you want to buys do. them. Is gonna do whatever they want. Yeah, because it's their company. If Vince That's McMahon, why I... Vince McMahon is probably gonna sell it to whoever can keep them in power, probably. But because because all those like that voting power and all that stuff that that uh, evaporates essentially, you know. So the, he's gonna want something that gives him enough the, power. The game that will be played here, I think. One, if you're a WWE fan and you want this product to not become just a content churning out animal that it already has been in many ways yeah uh then you really 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 i think want comcast to step in yeah uh just because like they already have so much in to it with um with the network so it's like Mm -hmm. all right they know what they want um if you are if (laughs) if you want to be able to have let me rephrase if you are a wrestling content producer or um, if you're if you're podcaster us. if you're us you want everything in your power for them not to touch 
Saudi Arabia because we well, are not. I I couldn't touch it anymore. No, yeah, I well, I I, I couldn't touch it in doing coverage. I could touch it in yes. making fun of them. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, we the do chaos, that already. The chaos that will unfold if that but, happened. But it and then and then there's the part of just going to the fan and you and thinking of WWE and how they how at least for me started me as a fan it's like i want everything in my power for them not to just fold like that yeah into the worst possible form yeah me too but you also kind of expect the worst with this company and with who runs it now or again yeah it is yeah now it's like he had the voting power but now he has like a modicum of control of the company as well there there were reports that he wants to get back into creative but that is not seem going to be happening so I, now. listen, 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 listen. Just get me <laughs> to WrestleMania, guys. Like I don't care. I don't care about WWE majority of the year. Actually, you know what? Just get me through the Rumble. I don't give a shit about anything else after the Rumble. Okay. Well, that's also what's wild about it is that it's not just sale, but there's the media rights deal conversation. Like that yeah. would the media rights conversation well, that's what changed it all because he said he wouldn't say yes to anything. Yeah, but like that's part of it is that they were they will probably start negotiating for that's media their lifeblood. Shout out Juice and uh, company and <laughs> Finley and Tennille Dashwood. Um, <laughs> they you know part of that is that like they're going to start negotiations for their media new media rights deals in like the spring of this year. Yeah. So you're you're not just like selling the company, but you're also selling like the probable TV shows as well of like, hey, buy our company, buy our TV shows. If you're Comcast Universal, hey, buy this and then you'll get Smackdown back and all this other stuff, you know, right. you know, you're going to get these things back. And I don't know. I mean, at the same time, AEW is going to start also negotiating their media rights deal. That's going to be interesting to happen at the same time. Uh it, this, I think this whole thing's wild. I think Vince McMahon jumping back in any form helps AEW so much. I said, oh, one hundred percent. I said this on Twitter, <laughs> but this the we wa- we started to watch AEW f- crumble in a lot of ways. Not crumble, but problems C- occur. Crack, crack, maybe. When there was no more Vince McMahon to fight. Yeah. And I said on Twitter, now that he's back in the fold like he is, I expect the wrestling world to come together and everything to become shiny and rainbows again. And AEW, who's very much on their way to becoming a extremely hot product all over again, yep. because Tony Khan, you know, got his guys back and his shit together. They're going to take off again. Because that's what happens. You see all these people that do not like Vince McMahon figure their stuff out. I, I, when Vince McMahon started, when these rumors started, I was like, oh my God, CM Punk's going to come back. This is going to happen. He's going to come back. He's going to be an AEW. This is, all this stuff's going to happen now just because that's what this man does. He drives everyone else to be better because everyone fucking hates him. That's what's going to happen. And, I guess we win that aspect, but we also don't win. The Freakazoids win. Has power. The Freakazoids. Yeah, the Freakazoids win. Uh, but I'm not even kidding. I do think AEW is about to like launch again, yeah. anyways. But now with this, it's like oh, it's inevitable. Well, they're also um, like for media rights deals. They're such like a better viable option. It's like they're a company that have no baggage. 
They are not no. a stock traded company, so you could it's easier, you know, to deal with all that yeah. nonsense. I feel- and then also it's like they're literally a quarter of the cost. You don't have to spend a lot yeah, of money and they have good ratings. So you're going to get more money on your return. I know they'll they'll probably just stay with Warner. Mm-hmm. Um but Tony Khan should absolutely not be afraid to see what's up. Well, you because, have to shop uh, around. You have to shop around. And not just not just AEW but Ring of Honor as well. He worries me sometimes because he's so loyal, truthfully. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing, but it's also a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's some big dogs out there that are going to be interested. Um, I think if I think that's part of the reason Ring of Honor's not on a network is because he's too loyal. Agreed. Um, Agreed. Also, there's no product to show what it would be, but you know, maybe in time, I think you could definitely get Ring of Honor on TV mm-hmm. um, by showing what it what it is. But this is your time, Tony. You're t- you're telling me this LA Forum show wouldn't have plenty of viewership on a slightly bigger network, bigger network. Like this mm-hmm. is a big show for many reasons, and I do think, you know, while the numbers are up and down, if you put them on a big network, they're automatically going to be bigger. And oh yeah, they have a real chance here now where WWE heads back into bad faith. Yep, to take to take control all over again that's what happened you know the the war for names and the war for signing people yeah we haven't even talked about all the signings that could, happened too. could end very soon again right for now i i think it's fine but you know anyone that's dumb enough to sign with wwe in the next couple months yeah you, well that's the thing with sales too though cuts are going to come like that's guarantee that's what happens when you sell uh so i feel bad for the wrestlers um i i know people can be like well they went back but no i'm I'm gonna feel bad for the wrestlers because oh i'm sorry they went and tried to get money for their job it's like yeah you would have done the same thing especially if vince mcmahon wasn't in power as he is now yeah if you thought Uh, the guy that fired you was gone you know yeah exactly so i do feel bad for the wrestlers because i think a lot of the people that got brought back are in trouble i wouldn't be shocked if a lot of the people already there before vince mcmahon left are in trouble um well i mean that's the concern right is that i i don't think as board of director that he uncle howdy's dude Not, less Uncle Howdy, the, pitch, lo- the pitch lore black director. match is going to be the thing he has to least worry. The director of lore is going to get cut immediately. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, I mean I don't know how much power in that sense the a board member has. I doubt they have. They, they're not going to make any decisions on roster cuts and all this stuff. But we're no, still... I'm just saying when you get sold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you get sold, happen. if if <laughs> whoever is now running the management team of day to day operations, I mean. You know, you know, there's a there's a real possibility that like WWE Bray gets, might be saved. Maybe they want to make that a ride. Ooh, uh, a haunt, the haunted mansion with Bray Wyatt. Uh, <laughs> oh, Bray, oh, Uncle How, Uncle Howdy's haunted mansion. And Ramblin' Rabbit. And the fiend. <laughs> and then, you know the, the the coffin bride thing, where it's like pushing it up. Oh, yeah, it's just. It's... It, yeah. It's just, it's just a, it's just a glove hand that's just hurt. They just rebuild <laughs> the uh, haunted mansion to be the Firefly Funhouse. The, 
Firefly Funhouse. Oh man, it's just a glove that says hurt. It's just opening. honestly, I think the haunted mansion needs a rebuild, so this might actually work out for them. <laughs> oh man, that would be fun. Um, God. And then instead of the the grim grim ghosts are on the social lot, that song that plays at the end, it's just the Funhouse theme. <laughs> it's just getting sung. <laughs> Oh, this is so bad. Oh, God. God damn, man. I don't know. Like, there's a real possibility that, like, by the end of the year, WWE is sold to something. Uh, the management team has been, like, Triple H and Stephanie are out. Nick Khan is out. I don't think they will all be out, but it's possible. Um, huh. You know, because the idea is, like, what are you selling this company as? Are you trying to do your Nick Khan? You know, you're selling it as a sports right thing. But, like, are people going to treat it like sports, or are they going to treat it like this is a TV show we're buying? You know, like, how does it, how is it viewed in that sense? And I don't know. Like, there's a possibility that, like, like oh, well, we don't care about the wrestling. We just need good storytellers. So let's just hire good uh, TV writers and executive producers from television shows so that they can write all this stuff. Um, and we get the situation we're in now with WWE sort of of just, but just worse, of the wrestling doesn't really matter. It's more about the stories that they're telling versus wrestling. And the wrestling just is in the way of the storytelling. Um, yeah, no, it is frustrating. It is hilarious. It is just baffling this past week. It's disgusting. There's every, yeah. this, this is everything. Every adjective you can think of to describe this, it, yeah. it fits. What uh, a year to start for WWE. Like, I, I literally, I, someone someone might own WWE by the end of the year. By not even the end of the year, like the summer, like June, someone yeah, might own the company. I think we could get rumors of someone about to acquire them very soon. Um, if this gets serious really quick. Uh, yeah. I mean, the stock market's shooting up because people are thinking those I, sales coming. I think anyone that has gotten to enjoy... The Triple H, Nick Khan, Stephanie McMahon run era of WWE, you have until WrestleMania. I think that is, I think that's why you won't have much change because this is a tough time to scrap every plan you have. It really, it is. It is because not that Vince McMahon wouldn't scrap plans, that is his entire being. This MO. Uh, but I am saying that I do think that. If you enjoy this product, try to enjoy the final few months of it as it is. Because no matter what, it's not going to be the same. No matter what, it's going to change. Whether they get sold, whether Vince McMahon lasts long enough to do something about it. So Weasel's going back into the management team. Yeah, so like, just try to enjoy it, I guess. Um, because I'm happy you got your year. I mean, I will say, while Raw and SmackDown aren't infinitely better they were both better and while i'm saying wwe's product overall wasn't infinitely better he brought in a lot of useless human beings shout out hit row um it's still better there's still better matches on the main roster there's still better professional wrestling uh it's a more natural show but yeah it's it's over now do you think ryan satin has tweeted about this I'm just looking. I hope someone walks out. 
hope someone in them has the gall to walk out eventually. Yeah. If this guy takes over day to day skin, which he will. I hope someone has the CM Punk did it decade ago. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like Moxley, come on. Moxley sort of did it. Moxley did it. Well, Moxley did it the best way possible, which he's like, yeah, I'm just going to take a break and, uh, you know, I'll come back. And then he did. He didn't come back. He absolutely ripped them a new one. It was fantastic. Pack walked out like. Show some colonies here. Ryan Satin didn't tweet about it once. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. He has only retweeted uh, 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 the the Washington Journal, uh, the journal about Vince McMahon plots return to WWE on the fifth on first Thursday. Uh, Raj Giri tweet, uh, then tweeted how great the movie Barbarian was. Uh, tweets about Elon Musk, and then retweets that Vince McMahon's back on the board of directors, and then that's it from Ryan Satin. He's a bitch. Doesn't tweet about it ever again. The only other time he, and then he retweets MJF's tweet about, I feel like I don't talk about how much I love Comcast, Fox, Disney, Warner Bros. Discovery, Netflix, Amazon, just the whole list from CNBC. Doesn't tweet about it once, this guy. Yeah, the, uh, but you know he's going to tweet about how great it is that Vince McMahon is back on television. When Vince McMahon shows up on SmackDown. How do I say this? I'm very happy that Ryan Satin isn't a name in wrestling media as much as he once was. He is. Can we talk about good stuff now? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's move on. I it's so this whole story is wild, and we're obviously it's depressing. It. It's it's. I mean, is it? <laughs> is it? Yes, though? Vince McMahon having no repercussions and getting to walk right back into WWE. Oh yeah, that, that's depressing. depressing. I, I thought you were talking the about the sales sale. stuff. I don't give a shit. I thought about you were talking that. about the sales. Like the sale, I don't know. I thought that's depressing. No, the sales, whatever. That I always thought that. That's why Nikon was brought in. Yeah. Like that's why he was brought in. The sale was never a crazy idea to begin with. Yeah. It's just that's not. I don't care about that. No, I'm saying it's sad that we are sitting here now, and Vince McMahon has is back on the board of directors at WWE. Is probably going to be more within the next month, six months. <laughs> month. He's, he's going to be more. Yeah, it's he's going to be on the management team in a month from now. I'm let's just hope that. they're focusing on the sale very quickly because this guy, this guy needs to, this guy needs to go away. Yeah, he's I, not. I but agree. He needs to. He's not. He's what, here to like, stay, baby. What story can come out that he just he can't bounce back from? Uh, I was gonna say Vince McMahon himself murders someone. <laughs> no, no shit. That might be the only limit because the finally he has to go to prison for it. Uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's whatever. it's rough. This it's is that like is that where this is going? Because obviously this guy isn't gonna die. Um, so like, is he just like gonna go to prison? Is that is that how they get him out of power? That something he does is so bad that he has to go to prison? I mean, he's straight up like he's raped someone years ago, and right now we're oh, in the process that's my of point. it's just the, like the process of just like I'll have money, please. This man is ridiculously it's he's so untouchable, despite being one of the worst, biggest pieces of shit we've seen. Yeah. Ugh, whatever. Let's talk about good stuff. Let's talk about Wrestle Kingdom 17. Let's talk about the Tokyo Dome. Let's talk about New Japan. What a show this was. Wrestle Kingdom 17. Ryan, let me ask you a question. Sure, hit me. 
Is there anyone smarter than Mercedes Martin this week? Is there anyone just sitting back, chilling, and saying, hmm, I think I made the right choice? More than Mercedes Money. Literally, the Wednesday she's doing this, we hear all the reports that, oh, she's inviting all of her friends and family or whatever to come over. I'm sure she's super nervous. She kind of looked nervous when she was on stage, and she obviously didn't really hit the move right. Um, you know, so I'm sort of the nerves and all stuff are there. Bad move to do just yeah. first shot, yeah, by the way. I agree. It's way too much. Uh, and, <laughs> and, then, and then the next day, the reporter on Missing Band comes out and is like, whoo, I made a good and decision, then didn't I? The New Japan, uh, New Japan releases that this was the most watched uh, Wrestle Kingdom on New Japan World, mm-hmm. with 30% coming from here in the U.S. live. Yep. Uh, but and then and then Ryan, the Battle of the Valley tickets practically sell out. Oh my god. <laughs> this is the week of money, people. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Oh man. I, wanted, we'll I just wanted to give her credit because you know someone someone was writing all this, and it was always Mercedes money. Yeah. What a what a great decision to, to do. What what great timing. What great timing. Well, let's CEO. talk about the show. Let's we'll start off. We'll, we'll should we do the main event stuff first, or do you want to go? You know, what, let's do pre-show. the main event and then let's kick it back because we'll talk about the real main event last. Perfect. Okay, so the main event of the show was the IWGP World Heavyweight Title Match between Kazuchika Okada and Jay White. Um, I thought this match was fantastic. I did too. <laughs> I thought this match was fantastic. I saw you tweet out a thing saying that. In, I think you tweeted this out in the moment of. Like yeah. the match just ending, that that the match deserved a, a rewatch because it like it just happened after the yeah. Osprey Omega match. But when I watched it, I watched it at work, and I watched it like an hour in between, so I had a little bit of minute to, to do. Yeah, I thought this match was fantastic. I thought was. this was, despite being a thirty minute match, this didn't felt like a thirty minute no. Jay White slot. It was like the fastest Jay White match. I've ever <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I thought this was fantastic. I went five yeah. stars on this. Um, wow. Yeah, I thought this was a fantastic match. Um, at times, I considered it was this better than Omega Osprey. I really like this match um, yeah. because because it didn't. You know, we talked. We'll talk about the Omega Osprey match, and I think I, I like that match a lot as well. But I think that also had uh, not necessarily a bad thing. But what we talked about in our preview that there was a concern that they will know that there are future matches ahead of them. And I think the Omega yeah. Osprey match, they did know that they, that was happening. Okada White felt like a finale, felt like yeah. a finality to Jay White and Okada that this is their last match. They don't have anything. We're leaving it all out there. And I loved it. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought Jay White's work was excellent. Okada obviously showed up. Uh, I love, I love me some landslides. I love me uh, his whole new move set. I'm loving all of it. Uh, I just I thought this match was fantastic. Uh, I thought Jay White uh, post match was very interesting. We didn't get we got hints of that sort of desperation that we got in that Abushi match from years ago that I loved with Jay White. We didn't quite get full over the top there, but we definitely got parts of it of just like being desperate and trying to cling to. Holy crap! What do I got to do next? Uh, and I just I think that's just the perfect spot for Jay White to be in of like 
He has no idea what to do next. The guy is, you know, he's great. He's like, it's like Mike Tyson. He's great. But the farther he gets into a match after doing all of his moves, he's like, I got nothing, man. Uh, what am I going to do? What do I do next? So I just, I thought that was fantastic. But what do you think of this match, Scotty? Oh, I thought it, I thought it was tremendous. I thought, I, I will say I do think that Osprey Omega is better. Sure. Um, I also think it's one of that's one of the greatest matches I've seen with the room to be greater mm-hmm. because that's kind of just what those two guys do. Yep. Um, but but the reason this match is so great, as in Okada and White, is because this isn't the first time, right? This isn't the first time. This is the fifth or sixth time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what. I've noticed is is Jay White and Will Ospreay switch roles, right? Yeah. Jay White was the guy that people were hoping to cheer for down the line. And we saw it after that Ibushi match. It felt like there was a story being made to kind of turn this guy over. And now we're kind of seeing the reverse where a lot of people are down on Jay White and kind of just hoping for him to do something new. Yet, no matter what, Jay White is an excellent pro wrestler and maybe had my favorite match of his here in terms of he didn't do a lot of what makes a Jay White match. When the crowds were back to do so, he didn't do that. What he did was go out there and have a New Japan Wrestle Kingdom main event. That's what he did. This was the most, and I want to give credit to Okada, because this is the most physical and demanding version we've seen of Kazuchika Okada in who knows how long. And I do think there's something to be said about Kenny Omega walking back through that door that may have pushed him to be here again, truthfully. Yeah. Um, That matters to, to Okada, I think more than some may think. Uh, and it, it it created a fantastic match. It's the type of match that they needed to do something different. And by doing something different, it ended up being they didn't do what you expected them to do. They just went out there. They beat the crap out of each other. They told a story and they went home and it was a great main event. Um, I think, I think with Jay White now, It'll be interesting to see where he could go and what he can do because he's someone that has all the intangibles, is very young. I think he's a guy that would succeed in every which way if he came to the U.S. I've said that before. I'll say that again. Mm Mm-hmm. But he does have unfinished business in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah. I think there's still this whole side to him when talking about that baby face and how him and Osprey have changed so much in terms of Osprey being the guy that everyone hates and no one wants to anything to do with him. And now we're leaving this show. And I think Osprey's on his way to being the biggest international baby face since Kenny Omega. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting conversation to be had, but. Bravo to these two. Bravo to Okada. Bravo to White for, you know, 
I think moving past the noise and putting on a terrific match. Uh, you know, it's, again, it's asking a lot, but uh, the, you had back to back two of the best matches I've seen back to back in Wrestle Kingdom in a long while. It's just yeah. people happen to overlook it because Okada. Uh, not Okada, uh, Omega and Osprey. Was but just so I great, think yeah. this match deserves so much respect too. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely a match that deserves a rewatch separate from Omega. Like it's my number two match of the year after one week, if that matters to anyone. <laughs> we'll see how much that holds. <laughs> and there's been a lot of great wrestling mm-hmm. these past this past week. So yeah, no, I thought this match was really great. I got I was super into it. It's interesting that you say that like Osprey could be the next number one babyface, international babyface, because it's a very interesting idea. Because you know, it, it's like when then if that's the case, where does that put Jay White? Right? Yeah. Like he is someone that his heel character is starting to run its course, starting to run stale. Maybe for a lot of people, it's already gotten. I to think that it's point. Bullet Club more than anything. That's and I agree. Right? Uh, if you shift up Bullet Club, maybe that can fix things for him. But then it's also like another thing that would fix things is either leaving New Japan altogether, which we'll see, I guess, coming up, or uh, turning face. But do you have Osprey and Jay White as face? I don't know. I don't know if you do that. I mean, you had them both as heels, so why not have them yeah. both as faces? But who's heel think... then? People aren't going to like this, but... Jay White often shows a lot of what I wish MJF would hmm. in his overall ability. Because I think he's a great promo. I think he's a phenomenal storyteller. And he's a tremendous in-ring pro wrestler. When he just goes out there and does something like this match, right? And though you and me have talked about it, the match with Kotobushi is also phenomenal, which is a very different match. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I I look at him, I look at MJF, and I see a lot of comparisons of who these guys are and 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 what they go for as pro wrestlers, as the heels mm-hmm. who try to get heat. Yeah, and I think he's so much more natural at it because he doesn't do the cheap stuff as much, right? Like I watched that MJF promo with Danielson this week, and I was like, this is bad. Yeah, both sides that. awful. I, like I it wasn't da- just I Danielson. Danielson was real bad in that too. Danielson did the mom jokes. I MJF was just screaming and you know bringing up all the people that the wrestling fans are like Eric Bischoff and so on and so forth yeah. right it's like how many how many times are we going to do this cheap heat stuff like and and that's not what Jay White does yeah Jay White doesn't do the cheap heat stuff Jay White drives the nerve and then when he fails and we don't have we don't see MJF fail much but when he fails it isn't screaming and yelling and saying oh you're a loser it's oh i'm the loser and i i don't know what to do next yeah and i think that's kind of the big difference i see between them um and you know i i see people have complaints about both of them all the time uh but it is interesting because they both are the same style of wrestler of course as the you know mega heels who do heel tactic and whatnot but uh, I think this match kind of reminded me that Jay White can be that good. He can be at the top of this business in many ways. Um, I don't think he's leaving New Japan, but I do no. think that every time he comes back to the U.S., 
he would benefit from being on AEW or Ring of Honor rather than Strong, which you know might be happening. So, yeah, I I, I think you're totally right. I think we this year upcoming year is going to be a very interesting year for Jay White. Okada's going to be fine, obviously. And we're just all this conversation about Jay White. I think it's going to be a very interesting year for him to see what he does next from all this. You know, whether he turns face down the line, whether he just leaves altogether. I mean, people still have no clue what's up with his contract. Um, I mean, I would love to see him stick around, eventually turn face or something, maybe head off mm-hmm. to AEW for a little bit, Ring of Honor for a bit. You know, that would be great. Yeah. You know, I would love to see that. Um. It's just, you know, it's just... Once. I mean, he worked in everything. Why can't he work in Ring of Honor, right? It's like he worked in Impact. He used to work in Ring of Honor. That would be a fun little... And I thought he did great work in Impact, truthfully. I did that Alex Schilling match was... very little... Yeah, there's very little time he did there. I thought... And that that's the Jay White I think we saw a lot in this main event, right? Mm-hmm. Is rather than doing the whole storytelling up the wazoo and being super heel, we saw, okay, let's just beat the crab out of each other. Like, uh, it was it was a fantastic match when he hit that switch. Uh, the, the, not the switchblade. Uh, that's his that's his nickname. When he hit the Blade Runner on Okada, that was one of the best near falls. Yeah, I've I've seen in yeah. a long time because it's like well, no one kicks out of that move. Um, just oh. tremendous match. I love it, and that. I do want to give Jay White praise because I think he got a lot of hate this week. Yes, yeah. people got sick of his reign, which I understand. He didn't do anything. With it that. was a terrible reign. <laughs> terrible. Oh, it was awful. Terrible rain. I love awful. The main event had no heat going into it, but they had natural heat, like we talked with Chris yeah. last week. Yeah, and, yeah. I was about to say what we talked about is that, like, even if they have no heat, the match is going to be fantastic. And, and I like how you said it's like it felt like a finale. It did. It one hundred percent did. And, and you know, so like, that's the thing with Okada, right? It's like everyone needs to beat Okada. That's that's literally that's Osprey and Jay White's life. Yes. Though Jay White's beaten him, Osprey can't. Osprey can't beat him. Jay White can't beat him and can't win a main event at the Tokyo Dome. Um, he has every other accolade except a Tokyo Dome main event win. Um, yep. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Let's talk about the beginning of the show. We'll start at the beginning here. Uh, Bolton pre- Oleg, baby. <laughs> pre-show, Bolton Oleg versus Rohei Oiwa. Three-minute time limit draw. Uh, you know, it's quiet little match here. Uh, Oleg's going to be good. Oleg seems interesting. Yeah. Oleg He's also so different. Do you see that he also looks like he speaks fluent Japanese in his post match presser? Yeah. Yeah. I think this guy's gonna be uh You know He's a wild card. You know what this guy what vibes this guy gives me? And it's the singlet, it's the it's the cauliflower ears, it's the bald head. I'm talking Vegeta, baby. I'm talking <laughs> old iron head. Uh old iron head Oleg over here. I think it's very intriguing to see what a amateur Olympic level type wrestler can do in the young line system. I mean, well, I bring up Fujita because if I'm not mistaken, Fujita was an Olympic level like wrestler. Like a lot of like like Nagata, a lot of these like guys started off yeah. as like amateur wrestlers who then turned pro wrestler. Uh, a lot of them as Olympic hopefuls. I mean, Jeff Cobb. Yeah, I know the guy that teaches uh, their team. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. And, and you know, obviously Jeff Cobb their... being another guy that uh, yeah. turned from Olympic hopeful. Kurt Angle, obviously, famously. 
Um, but like it, yeah, if this it, guy's it, anywhere near Kurt Angle, then they're they're gonna do pretty well. A lot of like early new, a lot of these New Japan guys have been always like built up from amateur wrestling, and he's he looks good. He has a I great said size. The current young line system. Sure, we haven't seen a guy like this forever, right. and I'm giving I'm getting Fujita he vibes, like, baby. He looks like a guy. I'm getting Fujita Already. vibes. I like that they let him have the singlet too. He also ran everywhere. Yeah, he did not have black trunks they gave him a straight up singlet in his first match they're pushing him there he is a guy we didn't win yeah. the match here but uh still no but it was three minutes i thought it was entertaining for a three minute exhibition match for a guy i'd never seen in my life yeah yeah if this guy's charisma can work i'm telling you yeah. he's gonna be the ghc heavyweight champion in no time Oh, Scotty left. All right. Uh, okay, we're going to move on then to the uh, pre-show. New Japan, King of Pro Wrestling title, right to challenge slash Rambo. Uh, it was your classic Rambo of people wrestling in it. Uh, it was, I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> it's a fine Rambo. Great Okan, Shingo Takagi, and Sho. And Toriano, all one here. We didn't really do the Toriano funny bit. At least I don't remember anything. Uh, I honestly, I'm looking at this and I don't remember anything of this Rambo. And it's been a couple days. Uh, I don't bad. know. Do you care about this Rambo at all? No, I thought it was um very boring. I I didn't think it was bad. It was just like boring for me. It made me sad how many wrestlers of importance were in it. Jeff Cobb, Shingo, Tai Chi, Kenta, Evil, just four guys. You know. Ishii, I guess, is sort of being phased out. Shingo, obviously. Just four guys. Just four guys. Uh, and then, obviously, you know, on New Year's Dash, Shingo was able to uh, get the title again. So, boom, bing, bang, boom. There you go. Uh, but there, there's ideas that, you know, he's now challenging. Shingo's now going to be challenging Okada moving forward. Yeah, so baby. Maybe That's the idea true. there is merging of titles. AK getting rid of the that would be really weird because they just debuted that belt. <laughs> hey, you know, if they're getting rid of New Japan strong and that was a, a quality or yeah. uh, was it co- content over quality or whatever it was, uh, maybe getting rid of the KOPW title is the same thing. Now that they have the never back, well, we'll get to that. Uh, yeah. the other six man tag match Satoshi Kojima, Togi Makabe, Yuji Nagata defeated Minoru Suzuki, Tatsumi Fujinami, and Tiger Mask. Uh, the Sasha stands were very confused about how hard these uh, old guys are wrestling. Yeah, they were absolutely ripping on Ric Flair, which I love. Um, best <laughs> yeah, parts... yeah, ripping on Ric Flair, and he has no involvement in this match whatsoever. Best best parts of this match was between Minoru and Cozy. Yes. Oh, yeah, because um, Kojima can still very much go. Yeah, the Kojima, like, sent down, like, not retirement, but waste of the past couple of years. I'm very happy he went to Noah to yeah. like not waste away because this dude's still very good. Yeah, and we know Suzuki is so, and Suzuki's got a new group, which I'm very excited about. Um, so oh, for in, in all Japan? No, in New Japan on New Year's Dash. Oh yeah, well I wasn't sure if that was. Like it's a not a group, group yet, yet, but it's a alliance that I hope becomes a group. Yes, but I do know that he is he has a new group in all Japan. Yes, which is also actually pretty good. Um uh well let's get to the proper show here. IWGP junior heavyweight tag team title match. Catch twenty two, Francisco Akira and TJP defeat the team of Leo Rush and Yo. Uh repeat of the opening Yo. of the uh uh best of super junior tag league or whatever it's called. Um 
I didn't think it lived up to that first match, uh, but I thought this was very, very good. Leo Rush busted open very early on, very bloody. The hard way. Hard way. It looked great. He missed missed Bola. He missed Bola because of it. It looked fantastic. Uh, I thought Akira and TJP did their job great in here. I thought Yo worked well. Rush, obviously, as a sort of like hot tag baby face in that instance because of all the blood, I thought also worked well. Again, I don't think it lived up for me to their first match at the beginning of the tournament, but I think this was still a very good match. Good opening to the show, I think. This This is how you kick into a gear that this is Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, it's part of the reason I like one night shows better because these have the ability to give you a good taste of what's to come. Uh, I, I, I agree that it wasn't as good as their first match, but with it being the way that they won mm-hmm. catch 22, that is, it feels like there's potential for another one somewhere down the line. Um, my ultimate hope is Leo Rush is in best super juniors. That's, that's to me the most important thing because I think what he's done, he has been the best part of the junior division to me since he came over to New Japan. I think he's done some great work and I think he's got, I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't have him in contention at least for best of super juniors. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I would love that. I think I mean honestly any of the four guys would be his dr- his dream match is with Hiromu like that's yeah. his match that's the one he wants and uh, any of the four guys would be fitting. great but Leo Rush would be oh boy also catch twenty two by the way I feel like I don't talk about them I talk about Leo all the time but they're great they're <laughs> really good yeah Akira and TJP have really really clicked um, Akira's you know, we talked about him when he came in last year and how I thought he was going to be big off the bat. He didn't have as much success as I expected. He's still very young. Yeah. Uh, but this dude, this dude's going to be here for a while and he's going to really stand out. Yeah. I think Catch 22 was named after how old he is. Um, he's 23 now. Oh, 23. Dang. Catch 23. Um, yeah. No, but I thought this was a great, great little start to the show. Yeah. IWGP women's title match. Kyrie defeats Tam Nakano. Now, we talked about in the preview that we were really hoping for a 10-minute, 15-minute match, uh, but we didn't get that. We got 5 minutes and 47 seconds. I did say in the preview that, hey, you know, even if they don't get the, the amount of time, uh, they're still going to kill it. I thought they killed it. Uh, they and, and more specifically, Tam Nakano to Kyrie. I thought she almost killed it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, thought this match was, I thought this match was really, really good. Um, I thought they just went out there, had a short sprint, a, a massive uh, power spots uh, with Tam. I, I thought this match was really, really good. I really liked it. What do you think of it, Scotty? There's good and bad here. The good is that no matter the time, they went out there, they killed it, they did what they needed to do. Yeah. The bad part is that what are you trying to do with this title? Right, yeah. You jet, the first time it was ever on the line was the main event, mm-hmm. right? The second time is a five-minute sprint. Now, don't get me wrong; second it was match a on the bomb. Court. It was a bomb chucking sprint, and mm-hmm. they did their best to maximize those five minutes and forty seconds. And I thought they did a really good job for the time that they were given. And I think some people are sometimes blind to how good a short match can be. Mm-hmm. This is one of the better short matches, uh, sub ten minute matches I've seen in a long yeah. time. 
Um, it's just the problem is you're trying to establish this title. You're trying to establish stardom in a lot of ways. So you have the match go five minutes. Like, I think you could have hit 10 easily, truthfully. Like, you could have shaved. You didn't even have to shave time off other things. That's the funny thing. Like, yeah. you have this. The Tokyo Dome's yours all night. Four minutes wasn't going to kill you. Um, it feels like if, if Monet didn't make an appearance, it would have had more time. Maybe, but like it would what four more minutes? So like yeah. obviously you're taking money over that. One hundred percent. I think that's my that's my one complaint over all this, but I do think that they did a good job, so it does fix it a little bit. But here's the thing with the IWGP women's title. You need to figure out what you're gonna do with this. Cause this is this title is about to main event to know shell. I was about to say, is like there's a good <laughs> shot. I mean I know that I think it has to mean I know that they've been like setting up the idea on like strong tapings and stuff with Jay White versus Eddie Kingston. And I fear that that yeah. might be a main event match. But I mean, also, who's selling the tickets, man? Who's yeah, selling these tickets? We, we also need to talk about this. How remember how the whole thing was? Oh, we're going to have uh, stardom on more New Japan US shows. And we mm-hmm. all thought that meant strong. Yeah. But it seems like they more so meant these big pay-per-view shows ultimately, which yeah. is good. It's good. Um, but I, I do find that interesting how it's kind of flip-flopped from them being on tapings instead of going to go be on these live shows as we saw with uh, the Nightmare on 44th Street mm-hmm. or whatever the hell that show was called. Rumble on 44th Street. Yep. Nightmare was the night before. Um, and then now with Battle in the Valley. Mm-hmm. You have this, and of course, as the the worst kept secret happened after this match, the lights went out. Yes, green turns on. New song hits. You have you ever say money? I actually like the same song. I I got I listened to it like ten times already. I did too. I actually I actually really like it. I think she really likes it too, based off of how many times I've seen her post it. Um, but she walks out. the The crowd roared. Yeah. So the crowd did give it a shit. I know people were like, oh, they're not going to care. No, they cared. Well, Booker, you know, T, she, Booker T was concerned. Yeah, sorry. She walked out. She looked like a megastar. She was the megastar that we kind of expected. She walks in there. Yeah, she messed up the move. By the way, shouldn't be the move you're attacking people with to begin with. Um, but that didn't really ruin it for me. And then she says, um, I'm the CEO of... New Japan Stardom's women's division. She did say that in the mm-hmm. post match. I was like, "All right, well, you'll figure out Stardom's not a women's division. They're just they're, that's their entire company." Yeah. Uh, but in all seriousness, I mean, she's gigantic. I mean, she's not getting paid through Stardom. She's getting paid through Bushiroad in no, her defense. No one's getting paid through Stardom. Everyone gets paid through Bushiroad. Oh, good point. Good point. Um, but overall, it's a huge get. Like. She's already doing big things for you. Yeah. Re- now, don't get me wrong. Kenny Omega deserves a lot of the credit for the viewership as well. Yes. But Mercedes well, does too. I watched well, that on. day. And, hold on. And Carl Anderson. You got to yeah. throw him in the bus. Uh, I watched that day so many people scrambling to figure out, how do I watch this show with Mercedes showing up? Yeah. How do I watch this show? It worked. Biggest number in New Japan world. It's done ninety three thousand. That's not that's not counting the people who went back and watched it after. Mm-hmm. That was just live. Not counting people that already had subscriptions and whatnot. Right. So gigantic for them. 
and she is going to change this mm-hmm. for them. Like whether we like it or not, I think we do like it. I don't know who's sitting here saying Mercedes Monet is a bad thing. Um, she just had the presence, the aura. She's going to do whatever the hell she wants to do. I think people need to realize that. Yeah, I don't. I I still have a feeling there's a good chance she's showing up in AEW some whether it's this week or eventually yeah well, I mean, we gotta um, the way they that. played it it does feel like it's still happening yes but because you can't you can't drop that bomb or you can't do that and then fail yeah I mean, what um, if, but either way what if, what if the what if the gimmick obviously is you know we're we're thinking tony storm is going to be in the match and and you know all this stuff, and Soraya, Soraya picked Tony Storm, but obviously Sheeta's upset. So, and it, I remember seeing people like fantasy booking the idea of like, oh yeah, Sheeta is gonna beat up Tony Storm or whatever. We're gonna get heal Sheeta. Yeah. And I'm looking at all this, I'm like, why the hell is Sheeta gonna beat up Tony Storm? What's Sheeta's beef with Tony Storm? <laughs> what she it, should beat up Soraya. Yeah. So wouldn't that be a better match, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter versus Tony Storm and Mercedes Monet? Yes. Anything where Soraya misses the match is a win. That would be a fantastic match. So yeah. um, I think that's more likely than anything. Else. I, I part of me does wonder if they hold the the Mercedes thing until the match is over, because I'm just wondering what she wants her first match to be in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I could see it. I don't know. She's see, she, the, the one thing about Mercedes is she's an unpredictable <laughs> person, right? Yeah. Like she actually did this. She actually did the thing that a lot of people didn't think she would do and go to new Japan, go to Japan. And I'm excited. Like, it's just exciting, and you and me talked about this months ago. Mm-hmm. I said she's the biggest free agent you can add to yeah. change a lot of things, let alone change, you know, pe- how people look at stardom and New Japan's women's, you know, women's section yeah. of the IWJP women's title. But, I mean, if she goes to AEW, she changes the game for that division. I mean, I, I, I haven't, I don't think I've said this on the show or anything, but, like, I but Baker's tr- no longer the face of that division. No, it's Soraya. Uh, obviously. Uh, no, I, I haven't said this on the show, but like, I, I think you would agree with me on this is that I think that she's Soraya had a great, she's had a really great so book good. here before, but yeah. I think this potential run, and if she doesn't go back to WWE and yeah. she stays in AEW and, and all this other stuff, where she can really showcase her drawing power. I think this is her, and I think I really want her to view this as as this as this sort of thing, not just cementing her legacy, but really cultivating a Hall of Fame resume. Yeah, because already going to New Japan Stardom, almost selling at Battle of the Valley, moving a shit ton of tickets, um, and all she has to do is now have great matches and keep continue selling tickets and all this stuff. She yep. is now going to create the second half of her career, a Hall of Fame worthy career, not just WWE Hall of Fame, but like a legit like observer. Mm-hmm. I think she has a. I, I think right now, if if that trend, it's only one data point, so who the heck knows? But if sure. that trend continues and she has great matches yep. and continues selling out shows and all this stuff, then she's going to have a way better case of the observer hall of fame than flair lynch bailey easily she's easily she might be the only sports woman that gets into the hall of fame i think becky will get in eventually 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the other two will. Uh, I think she always had an interesting case though, because with 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 Sasha with Mercedes, she, despite being held back in a lot of ways, she did a lot. Right, she had multiple title reigns. She, in my book, has not only the greatest women's match in WWE history, but the greatest women's re- WrestleMania match in WWE history. Um, she made evented in WrestleMania. To me, she is the greatest U.S. women's wrestler of all time. I've said that multiple times, but now, like you said, she's chasing that legacy. That legacy that she's talked about on Stone Cold podcast, like I want to be the greatest, yeah. I want to be the best, and I think a lot of us agree you weren't going to do that until you challenge yourself. Now it's that's also what she's doing. It's also impossible to read on on WWE's product. Like right, no one you can't tell if anyone's a star on that show. You can't. There's no. I can tell she is though. Yeah, I think that she was always the one that's like you know in a lot of ways that she is. Yeah. Because she was like one of the only consistent viewer viewership numbers yeah. we saw. Her ratings were always, the only one that were really great. Right. And now she is going to bring that elsewhere. And it's exciting. It's just so exciting. I do hope. You know, I, I was I, up until she finally showed up. I was like, eh, I don't care if she goes. I want her to AEW. I want her yeah. to continue to paint and continue to tell everyone why she is the best yeah because i do think she deserves that i do think that especially after wwe said you're not worth becky or charlotte money she's going to make them pay she's going well, to show that she wasn't only worth that money well they they're not gonna quite, she might literally make them pay <laughs> she could she could uh but i i'm excited to see what mercedes money does here there and everywhere because this is very exciting yeah, and who knows? Maybe this is going to be a Drew McIntyre thing. Maybe this is going to be a Cody Rhodes thing where she goes out for a number of years and then she comes back. I mean, she's in, she's 30, so... She accomplished a lot more than those two did in yeah. her first run with the company. <laughs> yeah, she, she's she's 30, so, uh, I you know, classic women's Depends how much she wants age. to run. You know, it, it, yeah, that depends. But, you know, I she could easily... This could be... She loves this. Yeah. So this is... I think... I truly think that if... These sort of trends continue. Not really trends because it's not a trend yet. But if this sort of idea continues, I think this is her cultivating a Hall of Fame worthy career. And it just mm-hmm. because she's she was at WWE, she became the biggest ratings mover. Uh, she, you know, she was a way she was a way bigger ratings mover than the needle mover himself. Um, ironically enough, she doesn't so. miss. No, like she doesn't miss. And she I also, gets the opportunity. She doesn't miss. I also want to defend her because uh, that finish that she did, I agree that maybe not the best finish to do that uh, finisher. It's not easy. I will defend her though. I think Kyrie was the one that screwed that up, not her. Oh yeah, I mean they probably. I I highly doubt they've done it much. Yeah, same. <laughs> right, that might have been the first time they've seen each other, other than maybe backstage before the match. Right, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, it it was a weird move to do. You could have just you should have just did the bank state. Or whatever the hell she could call it. Yeah, I, I understand doing something different, but still. Yeah, I guess it, was just, it didn't matter to me. It didn't ruin anything for me. It exactly. was like, all right, she's here. Let's go. 
Uh, but we have a lot of show to talk about still. So Yeah, let's talk about the next match, which was the IWGP Tag Team title match. Bishaman, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi defeated FTR. Uh, it was a Cash Wheeler, I believe, that got to the arena 30 minutes before the match was supposed to start. Uh, but yeah. I thought this match still was really, really good. Um, 10 minutes of excellence, I thought. Yeah, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 time of excellence. Yeah. Uh, I think... Um, go ahead. FTR... I know people don't like him now, or just don't like Dax. They don't like Dax. Let's be serious. I don't think anyone has a problem yeah. with Cash Wheeler. Cash is getting um, residual heat for no yeah. reason. <laughs> but this is this is the best tag team in wrestling, and they went out there with Fisherman and had a really exciting match. I think this this is the match. You know, the crowd really got into the show when you know Tam hit that uh, when she hit the Violet Screwdriver, and they like whoa. Um, and then it felt like after Mercedes, they were into it. And then this match, I felt like they were on the edge of their seats, too. It's just like, this was a really good sprint in a lot of ways, you know. Um, I'm, I am I understand why Bishamon won. Yeah. Um, but FTR, uh, what a year. What a, what a year they had. They can close the book now on the best year of their careers with this match, with the losing of these titles. And here's the hoping they're on their way to winning AEW World Tag Team Gold. I think that's where they should be going, somewhere in this story. Uh, though, I think there's a lot of teams all of a sudden that deserve those tag team titles, believe it or not. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Uh, you know, we obviously knew that Bishamon were going to win here because based off of uh, Chris Samson's stats, that it's going to be in the bag. Um, you know, it's interesting. I think, you know, they set up in New Year's Dash that the next, you know, title challenge is probably is or is coming from TMDK um, with Shane Haste and Mikey Nichols. Uh, I think there's a good chance that they win that as well, since they're sort of now pushing TMDK um, and just Bishamon playing that sort of transitional group. It makes sense also putting the titles on Goto and Yoshihashi is just sort of, you know, getting off of FTR. Um and yeah, it's interesting because where does FTR go from here? You know, we have, we have rumors about contract stuff. We have, we you know, they might go off. Maybe they'll this do. Past it. week made me worry a little bit less. This past week with uh, with uh, what about them leaving, mm. leaving for a bigger company? I don't, not as worried about. Oh, that. I don't think they're going to go to a different company. I think at best it's going to be they're going to do like an NWA taping. Um. You know, I, 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 like, I think honestly, it's all a lie. They're just talking too much. They talk too much. Boy, they never shut up. Um, you know, I think I, I, I think that's the best thing they'll do. Is they'll, they'll cash doesn't they'll, talk. I've decided. Yeah, actually. cash is in the clear. I feel bad for the guy, but I thought and this match was really good. I thought uh, they worked well together. Um, I didn't think anything on this show was bad. The main card, I thought, I even agreed. the worst match, the match that I was fearing the most, wasn't bad. So agreed. Agreed. Let's keep moving along. Um, uh, NJPW World TV title tournament final match for the title. Zack Sabre Jr., newly minted blonde hair, defeated Ren Narita. Sort of an upset win in a weird way. Everyone was sort of pegging. We all pegged sort of Ren Narita as the big old winner. I know Chris Samson mentioned something about... I know I did. uh, You know, Zack Sabre Jr., well, he's never won a title, you know... Give him the give him the title. You know, Ren Rita doesn't necessarily need it right now per se. Uh, he is, you know, we might shooting up the rookie. 
I think overall what I also learned from this is not just the Ren Narita thing, but sort of, uh, they did it with Shota Umino. Uh, they didn't do a full-on push of the youth movement. They did a little bit of it, but not all of it. Yeah, they pushed the ace, not the supporting characters. Yes, and I think they obviously now knowing what they did with Zack Sabre Jr. makes sense. Uh, he yeah. wins the title. He joins TMDK, T, TMDK, the new faction leader. Um, so, you know, they're obviously pushing the faction as well now. So I, I knowing that now in hindsight, yeah, 100% yeah. makes sense. Yeah, title. not that I expected it. Uh, no, uh, I thought the faction was dead in the ground. Yeah, I thought the match was uh, really good. Really good. Uh, good showing for Ren Narita. I, I keep forgetting this isn't his first Wrestle Kingdom match because he did wrestle last year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but... who, Narita? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I, I, I keep wanting to call it uh, his first. Like, oh, great! And I'm like, wait a minute, he fought Katsuyori Shibata, so nothing was going to be <laughs> as big as that. Yeah. Uh, but just really enjoyable match. These two are really good professional wrestlers. Uh, Narita's going to have great career. He's going to have many of these types of matches since he's so young. Uh, but I think Zach getting a title is nice. He deserves it. He's long overdue. Oh, 100 percent. Even the I give him the never though. Like in all seriousness, that's what we felt. I think. You have a good run with. Well, at the, at this rate, no one in no New one, Japan will never, ever have no one, no one It'll never be held again. Never, um, ever be held again. Nice. I thought the match itself was well worked. I thought Ren Arena's Zack Sabre Jr. had... The thing that this... We talked about it before, but weirdly what my belief is that this title needs to be is almost like a high-speed title in yeah. the sense that it needs to be fast, it needs to be quick. We need to be moving, we need to be grooving. I want to see Shibata Ishii uh, G1 matches. That's, you know, you know what well, I mean? Well, that's why Narita Ishii was so good. Yeah, exactly. It, it, because it needs to be that energy of frantic, we're going to, this is a sprint, we're going to kill each other as yeah, fast as we can. They, don't, they haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. I, I Not I, everyone has. I think Ren Narita could have nailed that more over Zack Sabre Jr. So I'm interested to see how it's going to go, but we'll, we'll see how it comes out uh, moving forward. Uh, never just be technical the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily want to see that every single time because no, not, I don't. <laughs> I don't want this to become the pure title. Um, never open weight title. <laughs> Scott, Scotty got baffled. Uh, never <laughs> weight title match. Tama Tonga defeats Carl Anderson in a sub ten minute match. I think you and I were both expecting this match to be the pits, and I didn't think it was. I went three flat in this. I thought it was good. I'm gonna say it. Oh, wait, Tonga no. has a lot of power. I keep, <laughs> he saved, yeah. He saved this. Carl Anderson was willing to play ball for his friend. Yeah. That's why this works. I actually take that back. I didn't go three flat on it because the finish was wonk. It was they yeah. they screwed up that gun. Perfect stun. end to Carl Anderson's uh run here. But yeah, no. The match itself was I thought was way better than anticipated. Granted, my anticipation was the floor, uh like a zero star match. So, you know. Better than ready that. For a dud. Yeah, I was ready for a big old dud. Now, to that point, we let's discuss this. Carl Anderson back in WWE. Never opening champion Tamatonga. And also <laughs> now Hikaleo. There are reports uh-huh. that WWE is interested in both of them. Yeah. Um nothing for I've, uh nothing have, for Tonga Loa, but he's injured have in you defense. Noticed. I've noticed this. That fightful, a lot of the times they've kind of said Oh, they've expressed interest. It's almost like they've signed them. I've started to notice lately, mm-hmm. like with a lot of the returnees that the WWE's had. He's like, they've been like, oh, this is 
this is going to happen. And then like a week later. Then it happens happens immediately, right? Um, I don't think Tamatonga will be that case. Mm -hmm. I don't. I just don't. I just think he's gotten over so well with this this crowd, and I think they are willing to give him a decent run with the never open weight, as decent a run can happen with that belt. Um, he's just he's done such a good job. It'd be such a shame for him to ruin all that. And yeah. I don't know what there he would do there in WWE that makes sense. Hikaleo, I wouldn't be shocked if signed. He's younger, obviously. Yeah. Um, He's a prospect, I guess. It looks but, like that's what's happening anyway. So what does it even matter? Yeah, uh, with the loser leaves Japan match. So well, it's also interesting because you know if you're if you're talking about Tama Tonga as never openweight champion and they're interested, his contract would be up around the end of January. Obviously, you're not going to do a Wrestle Kingdom in Yokohama Arena because that's turning into a Noah or Congo versus Lij show. But, I mean, there's the yeah, new be- there's, there's new beginning in the Goya. Uh, yeah. That's at the end of January, January 22nd, right before the new beginning road to shows that if he wants to drop the title, the never open weight title and go to WB, that's the show, right? Yeah. Just, 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 they, 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 I hope that they gave him the title thinking he will be back. No, or almost knowing he will be back or staying, not back. He didn't leave. Yeah. Is there? I'm trying to remember. Was there a feud set up for Tamatonga? No. Nope. See, well, Adam, Adam, uh, I'm, to I'm going through. I remember Chris Samsa tweeted out uh, what he believes it's going to be. Oh, El ELP, El Fantasmo. Uh, El Fantasmo, Tamatonga, New Beginning, Goya. It's not what I'm asking for, uh, but that's one that you could actually do here too in the U.S. They, but you could do that in the U.S., but if you wanted to do that before Tom and Tonga potentially leaves the WWE, have it drop the title and give it to J- Rising Junior heavyweight guy uh, ELP. I might be silly, but I don't think he's leaving. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, he's going to be just what he's been so more... loyal and now they're behind him. I agree. I, I completely agree. I wouldn't leave. Now the money is there. There's. Now, yeah. now that Vince, now that Triple H has brought in every single person under the sun that has recently been hot fired, he's now possibly he's bringing in Dragon Lee, possibly Hikaleo, possibly Tamatonga. Who who else is he going to possibly bring in? Jacob Fatu? No um, one, because Vince is going to ruin it by then. Yeah, I mean we're bringing in we're going to bring in every single Samoan under the sun, um, uh, to join the bloodline. Uh, I I think with the uncertainty, it's hard to decide. Yeah. I, I I agree. If I you're, think if you're talking about Tonga's it, yeah. go ahead. Right. Unlike Hikaleo, Hikaleo is not at a level where it's like a big risk. I mm-hmm. think for Tim Tonga, it's, it's a big risk. And also Tom Tonga's up there. He's 40. Yeah. He is 40 years old. I mean, at best he's going to the main roster and joining the club. LA Knight. L- LA Knight. Right, <laughs> no, he'll be in the LA Knight range. I mean, Oh no! I no. yeah. I think if anything, he's going to come to WWE and be a club member. Great. With style now that Styles is also out. Great. Carl you know, Anderson, Gallows, Tamatonga. Maybe they bring in Hikaleo as well. And I, that's what's going. I don't even think it's happening, so I'm not worried about it. Six man tag team match: Roshi Tanahashi, Keji Muto, and Shota Umino defeated Lij, Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito. The match ended with pretty much everyone hitting their finisher. Keji Muto hitting that Shining Wizard and then pointing to Shota Umino to get the pinfall. And he did. Shota Umino, we all 
thought in the best case scenario, he did it. Shona Umino gets the win. Um, and uh, wins it's for his team. Via, via, via Kejimuto, should be said. But yes. It is undeniable who the future ace of this company is. Oh, 100%. I think I like, I've been saying it for months now. Yeah. But I feel like this was the perfect, like, all right, do you see it now? Do, do you see it now? We're going to show you yeah. firsthand that this is our guy. Um, He's getting it. He's getting it. Uh, I I have fun with this match. I know people hate Muto, but I always have fun. Um, Tanahashi, you know, Muto and Sonata going crazy at the beginning, and Muto would be like, I'm going to do the moose on Tanahashi. <laughs> oh, hey, now. Hey, now. <laughs> I thought that was great. I love that. Um, I, love, I love then Tana getting booed for it. <laughs> and they're doing Naito versus Umino, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Down uh, Probably the new beginning, uh, whatever show. New beginning in Nagoya. Um, whatever around the shows that Shingo's challenging yes um by the end of the tour which is exciting that's a great great match for Shota to get a signature now i don't know if he'll win but at least he'll have a shot right yeah and uh i do hope that he th- thinks of his own finisher eventually um i think that's important for him mm-hmm. not to forever copy john moxley because i think we are starting to find him find his way a little bit as more of his own guy uh and i think that will be the next step, but uh, yeah, I mean, no complaints here. It 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 serves justice, and you got a big win for Uno, who's going to be main eventing these shows very very soon. So, oh, one hundred percent. I I think his G one run, man, that's gonna be crazy. <sighs> He'll get a few wins in the cup too. I think. Yeah, I think I can see him. I can see him four. lose to Naito. I think it's sealing his final four at the New Japan Cup. Yeah, yeah, they they're going with him, and I'm excited. I'm excited for the New Japan Cup. More so this year because there's a fresh, yeah, there's a fresh amount of talent. Though last year's was good. Oh yeah, but now we're just throwing more guys in. Narita's going to be in there, and 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 Shadow Umno's going to be in there, and you know who else is going to be in there? Uh, Jake Lee? No, not him. Uh, You know, there's (laughs) AEW guys that maybe are in there. Mercedes Um, Monet. Mercedes Monet is going to be in there. She's going to destroy it. Um, You know, I I thought this was a a solid match. It was fun. Uh, Shadow Umno gets it. It was fun. Yeah. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title Four Way Match. Romu Takahashi won here, uh, <laughs> defeating Taiji Shimori, El Desperado, and Master Wato. Uh, I was pissed. I don't remember if I tweeted this out or whatever, but I you thought said it was boring. I thought this. I thought the match was fun. Match was really, really great. Really, really good. I, I went devastated. I thought the result of Hiromu winning is boring. Oh, absolutely. It was. I kind of expected it. Um, Boy, oh boy, did I want Master Watto to win. <laughs> I wanted it so bad. And they did the job, right? They did. They got it done. Yeah. People wanted that man to win. Mm-hmm. This is the best he's ever looked. Yeah. This is the best Master Watto's ever looked. He stepped up to the plate in the biggest match of his life, and he was the star of the match. Yeah. Credit to him. I don't even remember Taji Shimori in this match. Um, well, he purposely... Fitting did of not want to be reign. involved in the match. That was his gimmick in this yeah. this this affair. Fitting of his title reign, though. Um, <laughs> I think Watto is great. I really, I I think he's the reason this match was as good as it was. Um, I don't think it was as great as some people had it because I thought the beginning was a little slow. No, I, but, I see Dave gave it four and a half stars, and I disagree. 
Like I, I don't. I, I had like he gave, three. He gave something. Kaito and Kano that, and I think that is very different. I yeah, very much disagree. Um, I'm like three. And I, and a half, I thought maybe? that was so much better. Maybe I thought that made it. I, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it's definitely not four now. Uh, anyways, Master Wato looked great. I'm agreement that this is a boring way to go, but it's also expected. He hasn't been champ. Hiromu hasn't been champion in a long time mm-hmm. for their standards. Uh. Let's see if uh, he can figure it out. I don't. I don't care enough. I don't care <laughs> about, about Hiromu at all. I'm no, so me either. I, I said. I said last year on this show that he's washed. Yeah. Um, he he had that great match with Taiji Ishimori, um, that I remember slightly. Uh, <laughs> it sounds barely. It sounds like you barely. <laughs> I, I I remember not liking that match as much as a lot of people did. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it's just it's disappointing. It, it really is disappointing because I I, I I always was am rooting for Desperado. Yeah, same. Because I just think he's better now. Yeah, agreed. Than everyone, but he's just exciting. Hiromu, I agree. Like I am, Hiromu has been like the same guy, same character since he Should debuted be. in this company, and that was what twenty seventeen. Yeah, so, she was gonna beat him. Yeah. I know. Uh, that makes sense to do Kushida versus Hiromu. That's the story they love. They've done that story. They want to go back to that story. You know, it's funny. While we talk about the youth movement, junior division just doesn't have any. Yeah. Because when That's once Ren Narita skipped the junior division, seemingly, it was like, all right, never mind. Yeah. I mean, they can swing them back, I guess. No, why would you swing them back? <laughs> That's I would true. not swing him back. Well, even if you swung swung him back, well, apparently he's actually he is a junior according to Cage Match. He's eighty three kilos, so he is a junior. I know, but he doesn't. He's he has yet to do any junior division action, yeah. even slightly. I mean, Zack Saber so. Junior is technically. We'll know if when the best of the Super Juniors come around if he's a junior or not. That's good. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess that I'm seeing those like weights and stuff. Is the World TV yeah. title considered like open weight? Uh, uh yeah, Ishii's challenging for it. <laughs> good point. Good point. Um, the youth of New Japan Pro Wrestling. <laughs> um, yeah, and then let's get to the uh English side main event: Kenny Omega will Osprey IWGP US Heavyweight Title Match. I think we have to discuss the first thing we discussed about this match, Scotty. The ceiling that we gave it, that I famously <laughs> gave it, was this. The best match in the history of professional wrestling for you? No. No. Same. However, same. it is one of the greatest matches I've seen. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> it's up there. It's Boy, howdy, is it still up there? And when they have the rematch, that's possible, right? That is, uh, that is the art of Kenny Omega, I think, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. That that's what he does. He's so creative right he had one of the greatest matches of all time with okada and then he had another one that went higher yep and then he had the definitive um and that's kind of what it felt like to start here except this match i thought was better than the first okada match and in my opinion better than the second okada match i don't remember the fourth one sorry everybody i watched the first (laughs) second recently enough that i remember uh but this was 
this was so much different than I think anyone expected in a good way, yeah. right? It was about the story and the hatred between these two. And this is one of those times where you watch New Japan and you're like, man, they shoot wrestling better than... Like, I think Brian Alvarez said it perfect this week, how New Japan shoots wrestling like a movie. Yes. Not like a wrestling match he's like yeah you can take the production of wwe and every other way you can pick whatever you want when it comes to shooting a match no one is better yeah. than new japan pro wrestling and i think that's why this match was it, it just elevates it another level they're always um, on top of every camera shot always on top of just angles perfectly just Kenny, so good yeah Kenny omega in new japan pro wrestling people i saw people getting annoyed by this he is a different being Okay, not just a different being. Uh, this is an Omega we've never seen before. Yeah, but but just the entrance, right? The one winged angel, Final Fantasy entrance, and Sephiroth. That right, and and he just feels like this, and he always felt like a megastar before. It's not like he left and came back and feels bigger. That's not what it felt like. It just felt like the man came home in a lot of ways. And then that entrance from Osprey where it switches to Elevated. Mm-hmm. And he he didn't call him the aerial assassin. He was just the assassin. Uh, we'll never hear that song again, by the way, because he lost. <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, oh, well, I'm yeah. not bringing that one back. Um, and then the match. And it's just, it's, it's elegant in that it has the pretty moves, right, that these two have. Mm-hmm. But it's so, it's so ugly in the right ways too that that shot of a busted open bloody will osprey getting his head battered through a table by kenny omega is one of the most visceral images i've seen in wrestling that in a non-deathmatch you know uh, environment that i've ever seen like it is it was it was like I seeing the young lions in the background, like holy shit. Oh, I'm doing this. I I committed to this one sport. Uh it is wild. Cause it's you're right. It's like they're not just doing showcasing hatred. It's like, what is the most visceral move that we can do that will showcase hatred? It is, oh, let me bash your skull through a table. Cool. And then we'll all spray. Sounds good, Kenny. Let's do it. <laughs> they 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 gave you a little bit of everything mm-hmm. while trying to tell the perfect story of really just getting Will Ospreay over as this mega baby face in a lot of ways. Like Omega was booed. Yeah. That that was not supposed to like it was supposed that's what they're going for. But yeah. like mentally going into the show that wasn't supposed to happen but you have to work and work so hard and be that great at what you're doing to boo the guy that is returning to the company after like three years yeah and osprey like we said with the jay white match earlier his transformation Mm -hmm. to being this guy that everyone hates and everyone despises for reasons that not aren't they saw a lot of people do hate him as a wrestler yeah, but just from the outside stuff, and now he's just becoming with these big losses, right? The one to Okada in the G One final, and now this one. It just feels like all roads point to him getting back to the top eventually. Yeah, and him losing was perfect. He needed to lose this match. Yeah, and that shot you were talking about the shot of him just getting his head driven through a table, which is almost unbelievable. I literally sat there like, oh my god. Um. <laughs> 
But the image of him, a bloody mess, laying on the second turnbuckle as Kenny Omega is about to cave his head in with a V trigger. Yeah. Like that was perfection. I saw some people literally getting bought into that Osprey actually couldn't like move when he was trying. One of the times he like stumbled trying to get to the top. I don't know if he meant to do that or not, but it was perfect. Um, but that that also just goes to show of like how good. Sorry to cut you off, but it just goes no, to show fine. like how great he has in such a short amount of time. Osprey has gotten in selling. Like yeah, like there are people. That was his biggest gripe. Yeah, there are people who are also probably so. There's also some people probably dropping in for this match. I don't blame yeah. them. But there, you know, good amount. <laughs> like sure. Osprey is not a flippy do guy. Like yeah, no, he can still anymore. do that stuff, but. The his he has gotten so much better in selling that pe- that is people are like legit like I think oh I just think he just can't actually do it. It's like no the guy's yeah. selling guys. He's yeah, doing, guy's doing his job. And one of my favorite parts of the match, I have a lot, um, was when like they were throw like I think was it Kenny that threw the V trigger and then Osprey just like threw his elbow at him like the like a kind of almost weak hidden blade i was like that's yeah. great because it's like i don't have anything left yeah i just need to like as he's falling he's like huh. yeah <laughs> it's like you don't see the hidden blade like that so it was like oh like you think about it like that mm-hmm. and then the finish i mean the finish is perfect yeah the kamagoya into the one-winged angel are we kidding could he have written any better yeah uh and then he pins it one two three uh phenomenal phenomenal match Uh, this is Wrestle Kingdom and they're going to one up it this is Wrestle Kingdom baby that's Uh, the scary part yeah with this match with this five plus star match from Dave he's now Osprey is now tied six and a quarter is that what it got six and a quarter is what he gave it and it is the only time in the history of wrestling that I can remember where Dave gives a match six and a quarter stars and people argue with him that it's too low um (laughs) wild but it, not just that but it's also it's now right. now that he's gotten this five plus star match under his belt he's now tied with masawa with dave uh as the greatest wrestler uh and you can also and you stars. also see that dave is also saying that's not the best match in the history of wrestling you know he he didn't give it seven or seven plus stars um but yeah it, he he the 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 thing is everyone said like all the observer or just Dave slash Alvarez said they held back. Everyone said that, and we all had concerns of that. And and I and I recognized at a certain point I was like, oh, they're holding back a little bit, but they still had a five star match. I was gonna say they held back a little bit, but they still might have the match of the year. Yeah, and that's just also how <laughs> Which great, is unfair. just how great these guys are. And and Kenny in New Japan, uh, like I saw someone say that how like. You have this guy face Orange Cassidy on a pay per view, and it's like, oh man, like, let me think about it that way. <laughs> but he's a different guy than he was when he was AEW World Champion. Right now, he's yeah. healthy again, and he's also a different he's character able to do New Japan again. A different character as well. Yeah, and I, I don't think we're gonna talk Dash, but just seeing him and Okada in there, yeah, for the. Uh, just the tease because you know we're going to get it again we're going to get it again people yeah that, that is money sitting on the table money um, money you mean money yes uh, everything's money now um it it's money ah, time. It's, just, uh, it's so exciting and he has a title and he might face jeff cobb and 
he wants to face Shingo and like, oh, all right, here we buckle go. up. Strap we're getting, in, we're getting full on Kenny now. Like Kenny's like, yeah, I'm defending this thing. Give me four defenses at least. That's all I ask for. Yeah, I could see him giving doing defenses up until maybe Forbidden Door, and maybe he loses it there. Um, you, you have to think with of, him being trios champion. Assuming. assuming. He has a little more freedom to leave. Yeah. Once in a while. Yeah. Um, which him also winning this puts that whole trios title match now into question as well. Of like, well, then maybe he won't win. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is not as much of a, a slam dunk. That's this week. Oh my God, Kenny, dude. Yeah, that's this You're Wednesday. Show, buddy. <laughs> Kenny. Like the Man. Bucks, the Bucks took a week off while he was like, oh, I'll have a six and a half star match or whatever to. With Osprey in, in Japan. A brutal match. Like a brutal. legitimately brutal, physical, taxing match. Oh man. Match of the year, baby. A, already. It's already starting. I don't I honestly I don't what's question what's also crazy, I don't think that's gonna be match of the year. <laughs> no, because you think they're gonna go again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we're walking You're away from this match. greatest match of all time. Yet. Yeah, this is still potentially the greatest match of all time. It wasn't a letdown though; it didn't hit five stars. Congratulations! No. Yeah, still hit that five star mark, but like still went over six. We're we're talking about like not the greatest match of all time, still possible, and that still watching that match would be like that's still not even the match of the year, possibly. Technically, they're on pace to outdo uh, Okada in Omega because this is a higher rating than the first Okada Omega match. Oh yeah. They might they might do seven and a quarter, seven and a half. I don't know. Eight? Why not? What's the what's the what's the yeah, limit I, here? Eight? I don't know. To nine, ten? That's the funny thing. It's like, how do you go from six and a quarter to seven? What, what, what yeah, what's the difference? The there's there's never been a six and three quarter star match, I don't think. No, so it's like what? Yeah. That's he, part of the like thing, like, what? I don't all right. Yeah, Dave is just saying that it is directly equal to one of the Okada uh, Omega matches. Yeah. Which I think was yeah. the Dominion one, I think. The, the draw. The draw. Um, yeah, he says it's completely equal to that one. Draw, but whatever. Which, to that, we, you know, the draw has elements of like, oh, they held back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they were, they had to go an hour and 20. Yeah. <sighs> I can't wow. wait. What a show. What a show. Wrestle Kingdom's back. Wrestle Kingdom. New Japan's back, baby. Uh, speaking about what a, speaking about what a show. Let's do a quick little preview. Yeah, Impact Hard great. to Kill this Friday. Woo! Get into it now. The, why are we talking about Impact Hard to Kill? Uh, we weren't necessarily planning on it. Vince McMahon was a big story, and uh, we were going to review it. We were going to review yeah. it probably, yeah, because next week is going to be a slower week. Um, but what? Why are we? Why are we talking about it? Well, one, the card's looking pretty pretty decent, I gotta say. But two, this show is sold out. This show was sold out in in center stage of Atlanta. Now, I was at the last time at Against All Odds. Um, the main event was Josh Alexander versus Joe Doring. This was back late fall, I want to say. Um, or summer, maybe, something like that. Uh, good, decent little show as well. Not a sellout. Maybe at best 50%. Maybe 75% at best. This is, a, and, and when I say that, like, we're talking like they sold a lot more tickets day of 
this weeks before the show, like week or two before the show, Bully Ray in the main event against Josh Alexander sold out apparently. That's yeah, it did. I don't know if the tickets were cheaper or what. I didn't even people, get a, I didn't get a I've chance act, to look at it. I've actually seen people reaching out like, does anyone have two tickets? That yeah. They don't want? Yeah. And this is this is a wild show. I cannot believe. I don't know how they did it. But I think it's going to be a good show. Yeah. I wanted to see it. I when I was looking at this I was like, "Oh, actually, I think I'm going to watch it." And I was like, "Oh, it's sold this, out." Like, great. <laughs> great. Ridiculous count out, countdown to Hard to Kill match they added yesterday. Oh, yeah. And the one with Speedball. Well, let's let's Kashi- talk about it. Let's talk about it. So we have the the countdown which will obviously be free on YouTube. We got two matches here. Uh, we have two matches. They are one of them is a uh six way match, a next division free for all, which for a number one is it for a number one contendership? It doesn't appear like it is, but it is at least an X division match. Alan Angels free for all. Yes, Alan Angels, Yuya Uemura, Mike Jackson, uh, Bupinder Gujar, Mike Bailey, and Kushida. <laughs> what a collective of people! It, Can I just ask why we didn't do Speedball versus Kushida? Just I'm wondering why we didn't do Mike Bailey versus Mike Jackson. The mics, the battle uh, of the mics. And then we could have did Yuya and uh, Kushida in a uh, New Japan Showcase match, or Angels versus Gujar. Now we've done all the combinations. There you go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that should be interesting. I think there's. I mean, yeah. Mike Jackson's just going to do this rope walk. Uh, Mike Bailey's gonna beat up people. Yuya Moore is gonna look awesome. Angels is gonna be a workhorse in this as well. I'm gonna Kushida's watch gonna look it. Good. This is also Kushida's. Is gonna get me to watch it. If I'm not mistaken, this is also Kushida's return match from hand foot mouth disease. Um, no, no, is it not? What am I wrestled thinking? the entire tag league. <laughs> oh, he did. That <laughs> 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 just really first match back here. That really does. goes to show how much I did not watch the tag league. Oh, hot damn! Anyways, other count- Kevin down. Knight, we're good. Yeah, where's Kevin Knight in this? Other countdown hard to kill match: the Death Dolls defending their uh, Impact Knockouts Tag Team Titles no, against. Oh no, no, it's not even defending. It's a, no, it's a trios a match. match here. Just a match. Uh, uh, Ty Valkyrie, Havoc, uh, or no, sorry, not Havoc, Jessica and uh, Rosemary uh, against Tasha Steeles, Savannah Evans, and Giselle Shaw. All right, that's fine. That's not gonna be. Bad. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna say it's at best two, two and a quarter. Um, Admittedly, I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah. Uh, Falls count anywhere in Atlanta, so maybe there's a potential to have a roaming camera hitting the streets of center stage. Um, they're gonna, they're gonna find. They're it's gonna go so far out of Atlanta. They're gonna find you at your new house. No, they're they are at best going to walk next to the Muppet Museum. Uh, that's around the corner. Mistaken. Maybe IKEA. Maybe IKEA. They'll, maybe they'll. That's that fun. would be pretty good. An yeah. IKEA match. A little bit of a walk, but you know, if they drove, maybe they do that. What, um, what are we waiting for, guys? Why are we not having IKEA matches? Yeah, where am I? Where, I mean, what are we doing? Uh, but it's between Steve Macklin and Rich Swan. Uh, I'm. I we've talked about it before. I've been enjoying Steve Macklin's work. Rich Swan has been solid, but Steve Macklin has been really good. I think. Um, I. I just want Steve Macklin to win this, and then he can challenge Josh Alexander. And that Steve Macklin should be the next Impact World Champion. I, based on the roster currently, I think I have to agree to that. I think I think he should. That is that is what the that is what the roster currently sets you up for. 
Um, well, there's Bully Ray on the roster, and I had to consider yeah, it for a second. Uh, this match would be really good. Could be one of the, could be the match of the show. And if they go to IKEA, then I I I am someone has to give me money. I don't know who, but someone has to give me money. Uh, digital media championship on the line. The digital media title. Joe Hendry uh, defending his title against Moose. I am not excited about this match. That's just that's the Joe Hendry way. Everything about Joe Hendry is great until the bell rings. Yeah, you know, I, I remember the Adam Cole promo, which about one? uh carrying cross. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm special. They just ring the freaking bell. Yeah, that's the opposite for Joe Hendry. Yeah, Joe Hendry, I think is incredibly boring as a wrestler. I don't think he's that good. Moose, entertaining I, fella. I cannot, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but I'm. I think Moose is the better wrestler in this match. Uh, w- undoubtedly, Moose is way better. Uh, but yeah, no digital media title on the line here. I don't know. I mean, it's probably gonna be Joe Hendry because people seem what to like him. What the hell happened to Taylor Wilde? Taylor Wilde is now a witch. Um, I literally listened to an Impact podcast. What am I doing here? I know is, what happened. To her. She is now. She is now the Wild Witch. I'm first time seeing her. I think she's the Wild Witch. Anyways, no, I, I get it because because Taylor Wilde. Yeah. This was this was originally a triple threat match, and then they added Killer Kelly to this, but is now for the number one contenders ship, Deanna Perrazzo, Masha Slamovich, Taylor Wilde, and Killer Kelly. I mean, this is a great-looking graphic right here. Um, am I excited for this match? If it was just Masha... I dare Deanna- them to take Wilde and Killer Kelly out. <laughs> well, I, I would have been okay. I think Taylor Wilde's pretty good. I think in a triple threat, she would be a good spot in here. Adding Killer Kelly, I don't know. I'm not sure about this one, guys. This is the first time she's competed in Impact since November. I don't know about this one, guys. I'm not sure, but sure. You know, fine. It's a fatal four-way. <laughs> we can hide her. I, I don't know. Uh, but Deanna Prazo, my pick to win. You know, let's just put her back in the title picture. If not that, Masha. She's gotten better. Don't have Masha with because I can't see her lose another title match <laughs> that's also true um let's see uh, well and also it sort of depends of who's gonna win that match but we'll i think we'll get the arguments no matter what um x division title match uh trey miguel versus black toros they've had previously great matches but trey miguel is now playing heel here um uh, versus black toros uh as the baby face if you can believe it i like black toros i love me i love me some black he'll never win no, he's never gonna win. <laughs> I wish he did. I wish he wanted to begin with, but uh Trey yeah, Miguel. Me too. I know we need to heal Trey Miguel. Yeah, that's when's that's... uh when do they when do you think they bring in uh Zachary Wentz? Uh some point this year. Yeah, I think so too. I think some point this year. I think if mm-hmm. I think turning him heel is the start of it, turning Trey Miguel heel, because yeah. there's a chance that Zachary Wentz gets booed coming up. So why not just have him with Trey Miguel? I, so I've watched um I've watched Wentz since he come back um, on a few shows. Uh, still very good. Still very good. And I I know uh, his his problems are still very much up in the air of what's true and what's not. But yeah. uh, I'm sure they'll bring him in. They 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 impacts at a point where they're gonna take risks on not risk. I don't think he's gonna be a risk for them uh, because I don't even know where Kimberly went. Uh, but oh, is Kimberly still under contract? I don't believe so. All right. Well, there you go. 
I, I don't think she's wrestled in I think quite they'll bring a while. Wentz. I think they'll bring Wentz in uh, soon. Um, I don't know why Myron Reed's still in MLW, but he is. <laughs> if they could get the Rascals going, I would. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know the Rascals never won the tag titles in Impact? No, no they have not. They have That's not. insane. It's what, insane. What were they doing? I think inserting the Rascals in here with Trey Miguel and uh, Wentz would actually be a great thing for the t- tag team division. I mean, this is shaping up to be a real nice division, I think. Uh, you got really nice yeah. pillars you know, going right into the next match. Four-way elimination champs. Impact World Tag Team title match. Motor City uh, Machine Guns with titles. Defending against Ace Austin and Chris <laughs> Bay, Heath and Rhino, and the major players. Um, yeah. You know, Ace Austin and Chris Bay are fantastic. Yeah, machine guns are fantastic. You throw in Wentz and Gale eventually, that would be great. I think major players are solid. Heath and Rhino are fairly solid, uh, if, if not fine. But you know, be I, a fun match. Yeah, I think this is has all the potential to be a very good match. Very fun match. Very crazy. Machine guns, baby. Yeah, no, just look at that, Alex Shelley. I'd crown Ace and Chris if they could. I would as well. Uh, I don't know if they will. I think you'll keep it on machine guns for now for a little bit. I think if you're going to crown Ace Austin Chris Bay, you almost want them to beat Machine Guns one on one. But so I don't know. I, I think we'll see. I think I think we might. They might be the final two teams here, mm. and then we'll go from there. That's what I hope. So let, let them cook. Yeah, I agree. Um, a singles match here. Newly minted Impact wrestler Jonathan Gresham. Uh, teaming up, not teaming up, sorry, uh, going one-on-one against Eddie Edwards. Fun match. Yeah, nice little fun match. A little honor last no more saw, stuff. Uh, last time I saw Eddie Edwards in a singles match, he showed me that he still has some Eddie Edwards in him. So Yeah, he, the, he dog is, the dog was dormant for quite a while, but it has yeah, woken he's, up He's still got that dog in him. Yeah. Um, and I think Jonathan Gresham's out to prove a lot, so. Yes, I'm very interested. I'm very, uh, good also, signing, by the way. Good signing. Great signing. Uh, I saw a lot of dialogue about he had a, a match on Impact where he just did a leg match against some sort of jobber and just destroyed the guy's leg for like uh, like five minutes. Uh, apparently, it was very well received. I just love it. It's just classic Gresham. Just destroying a guy's leg. <laughs> yeah, that's all he does. That's all he does. Perfect. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to see what this is going to be. Um, now, this is very interesting. Title versus career. Jordan Grace versus Mickey James. This is the whole uh, last rodeo gimmick that Mickey James has been doing. That she, uh, if she loses her match, um, she is. Well, if she loses the match any other other time, she will retire. She won all of her matches. She's getting the title match on the line, but it's title versus career here. So is Jordan Grace going to win and end Mickey James's career, or is Mickey James going to be your new Impact Knockouts? champion i think mickey james is winning. what's that i think i think mickey james is winning and i heard this great pitch on brace for impact impact podcast um by mike gilbert he said that nick aldis comes out Ooh. and helps mickey cheat to win and then she can go against the career stuff after that because she's not retiring yeah. um and then you have Nick Aldis and Mickey James as kind of a pair up, and then you can do Jordan Grace and Jonathan Gresham versus Nick Aldis and Mickey James. Oh, nice little few there. That could work. I think Nick Aldis should go here. 
I agree. I think Nick Collins can go here. He's now a free agent, so he can easily go here and show up here. They're in Atlanta, uh, so Nick Aldis will show up. Now, Nick Aldis will get cheered probably, but booed. Then he helps Mickey James win. You know, just have to make sure that Jordy Grace is getting the cheers here um, over Mickey James. So that's going to be a tough battle. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, you know, I think that's a good idea. Feels very WWE, feels very impacty. Um, to do something like that, and I think that <laughs> might be might, might be right in the store. I don't. I, I think agree. Mickey wins. I agree. I think Mickey, there's a good shot. Mickey wins. I don't necessarily see her as someone retiring right now, especially now that Nick Aldis is available. Um, I think it's possible. I can also see her retiring, and that just you know we call it there. Um, but I don't know. That'd I think, be wild. Yeah, I think if Aldis possibly coming to the company, I think you have a better shot of. Uh, keeping her around for a little bit longer, and then she's not, and then she'll retire down the road later. Um, but Speaking then people that should retire, <laughs> we have our main event, which sold out the building, Impact World Championship, <laughs> Full Metal Mayhem. Josh Alexander defending his title against Bully Ray. Uh, some of the TV has not been the, this great for Bully Ray. He's definitely getting heat, uh, but he didn't have enough heat to light a table on fire. Um, I'm sure because they didn't do that, and that was part of the build in a way that a burning table will be a spot in this match, sure. um, or at least maybe set it up, and then Josh Alexander's wife douses the flames or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, Josh Alexander, Bully Ray, give me some, give me some thoughts. If you're an Impact fan, you gotta be scared, right? Like you gotta be shaking in your boots. Right? You you say that, but it's sold out. If you, so, if you're an Impact fan, no, you're into this. Right? I understand. Yeah, but no one wants Bully Ray as Impact World Champion. Yeah. No one does. Let's not sit here and act like the, that changed anything. Yeah, it's sold out. Yeah, sure. And maybe that's just because I don't know. It's a good show. Hard to Kill usually does deliver. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. But you gotta be shaking your boots a little. That that there's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah. Um, Josh Alexander is now the longest reigning Impact World Champion of all time. Uh huh. So now we've hit a spot where he can drop the belt at any minute. To Bully Ray. Terrifying. Uh, I would definitely, obviously, have Alexander win. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm scared because it's TLC. Right? It's Full Metal Mayhem's just a TLC match. Well, with um, with chains, you can't forget the with chains. chains. With chains. With chains. Um, so like. Alexander doesn't get pinned. Yeah, you easily see that happen. You put so the guy put the guy through a flaming table. I don't blame him for getting uh, losing the title after that. It would be really, 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 really bad to put Bully Ray as your world champion in twenty twenty three. Now we could flip it and have Josh Alexander. You know, oh, maybe that's what you do. You have his wife Jade light the table on fire, Brandy Rhodes style. And then uh, mm-hmm. Josh Alexander super, superplexes Bully Ray through a table. That's that's always possible. I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I just know a flaming table is going to be involved in this match. That's all I know. And chains and and chairs and, of course, steel steps. I don't know. It's, I, um, will this match be good? I have uh, a weird feeling that Josh can make it good. I think this match could be good. I do also think it will be wrought with bullshit. 
Like, like there's, there's, you can do like old school territory stuff. Well, IE Jeff Jarrett, or you can do it like insanely over the top. IE bully Ray. And I, he just goes way too far in it. And it just doesn't work for me anymore. Ugh, it's going to be so bad. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, it's Josh Alexander. I like him, but bully Ray. I, I, I have my concerns. Dread has entered my heart. <laughs> but it sold out. It sold the show. I mean, I don't know if it was the mo- money mover, but it's the top of the card there. So yeah, it gets the credit. Gets, I'll give it the credit. But yeah, no. I, I've, Impact, hard to kill this Friday on Fight TV. Not Fight TV. We'll but be Fight. reviewing it. Yes, we will be talking about it next week uh, along with some other stuff. We'll be announcing the uh, winners of the Countout Year End Awards uh, next week as well along with sort of our year-end discussion. We'll also preview that uh, Wrestle Kingdom 17 in Yokohama show. Um, got a lot of votes um, for it, but if you want to go vote for that year-end award, please head on over to twitter.com forward slash countoutpod. Um, go to at countoutpod on Twitter. It's the pin tweet right at the top. All you got to do is pin, click on it. It's Google form. You click on it, um, and then you can go vote. Uh I've already responded. I've already voted. So uh, go. Me too. Scotty's already on top of things. Um, go vote. You're, there will also be in the link in the description of this podcast. So you can just literally, if you're listening, wherever you're listening to this, just scroll down a little bit and there will be a link that directs you directly to the Google form where you can fill out your uh, ballot uh, for the year end award. So please do that by the end of this week. Um, and then we'll be revealing those rewards. We're talking about the winners. Um, this Sunday, I'll probably reveal them on the Saturday, but we'll be talking about them a lot on. Sunday. We got a lot to talk about next week. Got hard to kill, hard to kill. We got AEW Dynamite in the forum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we're gonna uh, Yokohama talk Arena. About, yeah, yeah. Is that next weekend? No, it's not next. Weekend. That is not. That is not this weekend. That is next weekend. Yes, that's the twenty first. Right. Um, got it. Uh, so we'll, so we'll preview that um, year end awards, uh, year end awards, and uh, we're gonna talk about the companies and we might keep, might bring into the show, mm-hmm. might get rid of, mm-hmm. will get rid of, <laughs> uh, for certain ones. Uh, yeah, that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, big, no, big, good, should be a very big good year end show. show in the middle of January. <laughs> Classic us. <laughs> to be fair, I think it's fitting. Yeah. I uh, you, you want to give everyone time to put their stuff together. That's why uh, Voices of Wrestling puts out their match of the year ballots now. Yes, yes. Which I, I got the I I got my ballot. Uh, I filled mine in last night. Yeah, I got to fill yeah. mine in. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's it. I think that's it for this week's of Ring Post Radio. Scotty, anything to plug? Match of the week. Give it to me. Match of the week. Top flight versus. Brian Danielson and John Moxley. I thought this was excellent for Rampage. Uh, yes, it was Rampage, baby. Um, I think Top Flight is figuring it out big time now, and I also think Darius Martin is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, it's wild think, to think that he was the big prospect before he got injured. I think he has. I think he definitely has more potential as a complete wrestler. Yeah, I think. Dante's obviously really good at the flying aspect, but man, Darius just 
He's got some emphasis on those strikes too. Yeah. Um, and then Danielson and Moxley were just awesome, of course, because yeah. of course they are. Uh, I think my match of the week it won't be coming from AEW next week because obviously we're going to talk about that whole show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure there will be a few matches next week that are worthy of uh, this conversation. Thanks to them. Impact hard to kill. Uh, Takeshita, man. Oh yeah, yeah, that one too. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think Dante. I think right now Dante has sort of hit his ceiling of what he is right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. he has to evolve to get to the next spot. Darius is catching up to Dante, but even then, like if they're both at the same level, then it, it just phenomenal. I mean, their potential. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll win the tag team titles this year if we're doing predictions. Um, anything else to plug, Scotty? Uh, follow me at Scott E Wrestling. Uh, make sure to check out Stardom Road this week. I haven't recorded it yet, but <laughs> it is coming out Tuesday. <laughs> um, I was gonna plug it and say like, "Oh, here's what I haven't recorded it yet." <laughs> I uh, we we were a little late. Not late. It's just you know Christmas year end. Yeah, you know. I don't blame you guys. We, we, we're, we're up into the buzzer, but it's gonna be done. Uh-huh. Um, but make sure to check that out. Um, and uh, yeah. Um, episode six. And, uh, make sure to vote. Make sure to vote. You're in awards. I want. I want to see the right people win these awards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether I agree with them or not, I want to see the right choices win. I want to see collective agreements. I want to see Stardom win promotion of the year. I want to see all. <laughs> see all the right things. No this, favoritism. There's some interesting responses already. Uh, the votes. I feel. I feel wrong vid- voting Vince as like the number one. What the hell now? <laughs> the irony of that. The that for the most surreal moment is Vince stepping down, and then that being the possible winner. <laughs> it's Ugh, like, well, got ruined. It's, it was still weird last year, but now it's like, yeah, because I never thought it would happen. This is why. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> What's your match of the week? Uh, my match of the week is going to be, it is also going to be from Dynamite, or not Dynamite, but also from AEW. It's going to be Bowens and Caster, the acclaimed, versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I like the Dynamite match more than I like the, uh, uh oh. Battle of the Belts match. Uh, oh. I love this match. I thought this match was great. Uh, I thought just the dusty finish and Jeff Jarrett's reactions... <laughs> were fantastic <laughs> just just this over the top insane man is i love him on my screen every so single week when we say jeff jarrett was actually the best signing of <laughs> he was there's a good shot that jeff jarrett was the best signing of 2022 because we're going into new arenas I we're going to new states swerve swerve was signing swear yeah, swerve is up there swerve is in top five jeff jarrett might be in top five as well um you gotta redo your whole list yeah he he it's fantastic and he i i am devastated my king of television is no longer the king of television though samoa joe yeah he he didn't he didn't last he didn't last he's still ring of honor television champ he's still king of television in a way in a sense but uh not here i mean i thought the match was great um vote Shout in the year end awards please go vote in the year end awards the the uh award show stuff. next week award show next week we want to have a lot of it responses was a lot of fun last year it was a lot of fun last year and we have definitely some interesting stuff and i'll get uh all the stats and whatnot that come out of the uh the uh polls because it's we already have some interesting results and i can't wait to talk about that with you next week but we're definitely going to get more of the results in 
I don't know. I think there might be a couple tiebreakers currently that we're gonna need. So definitely go vote, break some ties, and I'll break uh, the ties. Oh God! <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RyanNC. Follow the whole show at CountOutPod. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, we would greatly appreciate it. And until next week, we'll see you all then. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. This has been a Countout podcast. Hi, guys. This is Lauren. This is Michael. And this is your Dose of Death podcast. If you're genuinely curious about the world of deathmatch wrestling, look no further as me and Mike have you covered on all things in the world of deathmatch wrestling, whether it's interviews, show reviews, or everything in between. We have you covered on all things deathmatch wrestling, whether it's past, present, or future. And you're probably wondering where you can go support us. You can find Your Dose of Death podcast on all major podcast platforms, especially along with the Countout Network of Podcasts. And also, you can support us on the Countout Patreon, as we have exclusive content only on the Patreon for all of our listeners. We hope that you go listen to Your Dose of Death podcast very soon. And see you at the shows.